All right. Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of Sticks and Kicks. We are here talking Arizona sports from bringing the fire to the ice to being so cold in the face of the sun. Unprofessional commentary and opinions of all the sports that we care about starts right now. I'm your host, Danny Orona, and with me is my roundtable of athletic degenerates. Gentlemen, please introduce your stuff, starting with the man to my left right here. Like he said, athletic degenerates. And I'm telling you right now, this man has practiced curling once or twice. So I know a little thing about athletes and sports. Telling you that's what I do. My name is Jeremy Griffin, and I'm happy to be here on this show. All the way out there from Colorado, we got Kenny. What's going on? What's up, boys? I mean, this is the most intense introduction I think I've ever heard. You guys just crush up some Cialis and rail it. I don't know what the hell happened, but I'm happy to be here. But keep on doing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was amazing. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here and talk some sports. We've got a big game on Sunday. Yes, sir. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the most exciting times of the year for any sports fan. I feel everybody enjoys I'm not going to lie. For so. this time for me is around Christmas. I mean, the, the sun is always shining no matter what the weather is. I mean, the guy in front of me can drive 30 and it doesn't really bother me. I'm just. <laughs> Nothing's going to ruin this movie. Nothing is going to ruin <laughs> Super Bowl week not weekend super bowl week the whole time after and let's be honest about it all real sports fan i don't know the last time i watched a pro bowl can you tell me danny the last time you watched pro bowl that's funny you should ask i've never watched a pro bowl game in my life ah that's my point so it's super bowl week the whole week is where it's going and uh i'm excited how you doing danny I'm doing great. Uh, great great to have you guys. And we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking Arizona Coyotes. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball on Phoenix Suns, even Mercury News. We got some stuff in there. And, of course, the big game on Sunday. We're going to be talking Super Bowl and other things that are popping up, especially the breaking news we got like an hour ago. So we got a lot to cover this uh, this gentleman right here. And also a special interview with friend of the show, Rick Taylor. He is uh, the moderator for Phoenix Rising FC Talk. Uh, so a lot of people know know who he is. He is a friend of the show. He is a fan favorite. So great, great interview that we had with him earlier in the week. We're going to play that for you guys. But uh, let's go ahead and get this thing started, starting with the Arizona Coyotes, who faced off with what is one of the best teams in the NHL. We thought we were going to be done with them for a while, but it turns out we're going to be facing them again right here. Kenny, talk to me about that first game against the Blues on Tuesday, that 4-3 loss that we had. Um, was it the 4-3 loss? On Tuesday, I think four three was last night. It was both. That was the score for both of them. Oh Thanks. shit! Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I mean, game one. It, it's weird how identical the games were when they started. Uh, the Coyotes came out really, really strong. Um, scored the first goal, and uh, you know, really made an impact. I think. Uh, I think the the cool part about it is is that Rick Talking um, finally put a, together a, a legitimate first line. I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Schmaltz, Keller, and Garland have never played together on a line before. Now, a lot of and people those- were talking about that, and uh, he did mention before the game that he called them a short leash line. Yeah. Like, I'm going to let you guys do this, but you guys got to show me. So what was that, like his like his first experiment type at that line? Yeah, like it's been something we've been wanting for a long and time. And that's my point. Why, why have we waited this long to get all three of those guys on the ice together? Exactly. That's my point. And that's what, Kenny, what's I, going on with that? 
well, it, it drives me nuts. It's like, dude, it's like our biggest problem is scoring goals. And I have an issue with him calling it the short leash line. I was like, I get it. Like, you want your team to be responsible on the puck. But is that our most glaring weakness? No. Our most glaring weakness over the last – pretty much under under Tockett's whole career, uh, uh, career as the Coyotes head coach has been uh, – our weakness has been scoring goals. So I don't give a fuck if you have to take a risk. That's what good coaches do. They They – they adjust their game plan to address their biggest weaknesses. And that, that is scoring goals. And so I, I had an issue with him even calling it the short leash line. It's like, well, dude, like, I, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to uh, fine. I'll put, I'll put a scoring line together, but if they make one mistake, I'm going to rip them apart. It's right. like, you know what? No, no, you need to fucking score goals. And you can see it. The last two games, these guys should have been playing together for, I mean, well, Connor Garland didn't become a a, a, a stagnant piece on this team uh, until just recently. But I mean, Schmaltz, Keller, and Garland—they look amazing together. And I, I I don't think I speak for myself when I say that they didn't they didn't make any glaring mistakes besides a couple penalties. Um, but they didn't make any glaring mistakes that led to like poor puck possession and then a goal the other way. You know, they're they're hard on the puck. Connor Garland is probably one of the most tenacious NHL players in the league, and he's not going to just give up a, an opportunity the other way. So you got him on your line, and you've got uh, Schmaltz, who is is one of the best puck movers at top speed. I don't know if you watch – if you watch him closely, he's fast, and he can dangle in a fucking phone booth. Like, he, he, can, he can handle the puck so quickly and so tightly and make some really impressive moves. So – uh, I, I'm pumped that they're together. Uh, I am nervous about Tockett because I have a feeling that if, you know, they do have a bad game, we've had two good games in a row. Yeah. Um, if they do have a bad game, I have a feeling he's like, nope, no, you guys lost your chance. And that is just such a shitty decision, in my opinion. Well, do you think right now he called it a short leash line? You think they gained a little bit of slack with these two games? Like, all right, I'm going to let one or two mistakes go and can let them keep going with these last two games that they played? I think you have to. I mean, I don't know Rick Tockett's mind because it's, it's, he's such a tough man to read. Uh, you know, Rick Tockett, if you don't know anything about him, I mean, he was a, he was, I think he scored over 400 goals in the league. Uh, he also matched that in penalty minutes. He was a hard fucking play. He was a superstar. And, but he, he, he could score and he could fight and he was responsible. And so he's trying to essentially instill that into the new NHL. And the new NHL is just not like that anymore. I mean, Connor Garland admitted, he got caught admitting during a, uh, during an interview between Furies, which I thought was hilarious, that he's five, six. I don't know if he's joking, but he, I, I kind of believe it. Um, he's listed as five, 10. But he he like well, you, you wouldn't he, be surprised must, if that was true. Yeah, he, he he everybody thinks that he didn't realize the thing was recording. He, and he was he was talking to a reporter. He's like, I'm actually five six. Good old hot, and good then old hot sudden, mic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why we gotta watch out for the hot mics. Yeah, exactly. So it was funny, but um, you know, getting back to it, I mean, um, I think that top line played great. I think I think both games the, the Coyotes played well. Uh, I think the first game they came out really, really strong, and um, and they thought that they could keep that momentum. Like it was almost like a guarantee. 
And yeah, that's something I want to agree with you right now because uh, looking at Coyotes right now, looking at the record, we're 10 games in. Coyotes, four wins, five losses, one tie. And I mean, they're only looking at nine points right now. And honestly, yeah. I mean, that's that's in the bottom of the barrel. That's the bottom. That's just not going to get it done. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's been some key injuries. I mean, Oliver Eckman Larson's out. Um, Auntie Ranta, which we saw how stellar he was last night. I feel bad for the guy. I want to touch on that in a minute. But um, Auntie Ranta was out with an undisclosed injury, which unfortunately is not surprising. I mean, he's injured a, a good majority of the, yeah. the year. And everybody hates on him for that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, how can you hate on somebody for being injured? It's like it's annoying as a fan. But at the same time, it's like, dude, he's got some problems. Like, I don't think hating on someone. Out. But like you said, though, I th- I can understand about being annoyed about that. You know, in um, – with any sport, like I mean, because let's be honest. At the end of the day, we need you out there. You mm-hmm. know, we always need yeah. you out there. And you know, it, it does suck. That doesn't mean that you know we I, we. I don't know. Me as a fan, I you know I feel for the guy, and I want you. It just the frustration is like oh again, and, man. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like there's just those kind of players in any sport in the world, and you're just looking at like man, you could be so fucking great. If you can just stay on the field, on the ice, yeah, on the court, on honest, anything. Yeah, we can be honest. At the end of the day, um, injuries have stopped a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot yeah. of great careers. So before we do move on to that second game and uh, with, that, with that other news, Christian Dvorak, two yeah, games against that first game and even adding on more points afterwards. Dude, it's right now he's on the more. Uh, I, I, I like to categorize it as a silent tear because he's on a tear and we know about it. But like national news isn't covering him. Like they don't know what he's been doing the last few games. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got five goals in his last three games. Dude's on fire. That's fire right there. Yeah, that's 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 fire. Um, Christian Dvorak was a uh, was a second round pick, I think, back in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I think it's twenty fourteen. Starting to pay um, off. Yeah, and he uh, he he probably could have gone in the first round. Um, he, he's a natural center. I mean, a lot of players get drafted as a center and then have to move to wing because center is a really tough position to play in the NHL. Um, so, But he was like a center through and through. And so there was a lot of teams pissed off that the Coyotes picked Christian Dvorak. And we all knew, like the Coyotes faithful knew, it was a good pick. We didn't know what his ceiling would be, but we knew it was a good pick. Um, he's responsible. He's great on faceoffs. He's got a hell of a shot. He's got some speed. He's and, and he's just an overall like if you see him, he's a fucking robot. Like he does not smile after he scores goals. I, I challenge anybody that's listening to this to to provide me a YouTube video of Christian Dvorak smiling. It's, <laughs> it, it's like it's crazy to see, but he he's just a, like a, a, a ice cold, you know, just a salt of the earth guy that can, that can play hockey and and. Yeah, scoring it, it goals in the NHL on his birthday, and he's nah, I'm I'm cool, yeah. I'm cool. With it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, on his birthday. <laughs> but then you so ask him, and he's birthday. like, "Oh yeah, this is I'm this ecstatic. Is, yeah, this is the greatest time of my life." <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like he, he's like, "Well, this is my job. Like, what are you, what are you guys praising me for?" I mean, yeah, right. I love dudes like that. I, I love like, the hard hat kind of guys. You know, they come in, they clock in, they do their job, and then clock out and go home. You know, no, yeah. no extras, no, no uh, celebrity. I'm, I miss that saying. Get the old hard hat and lunch pail out. I love it, man. <laughs> I, I honestly, that's that's the greatest thing out there. You know, and having a guy like a uh, Dvorak doing stuff like that, and uh, yeah. yeah, no paying off. That definitely helps. 
Devorah, and, and he, he, I mean, his skates are his work boots. I, I mean, that's the best, that's the best way of putting it. Like, they are, they are his Wolverines. He straps them on every day, goes to work, comes home, fucking <laughs> wakes up, does it again. Nice. Um, yep. he's, he's just a consistent player. And, uh, he, he, I'm glad that you said that he doesn't get national attention. Um, a lot of players that, that thrive in Arizona don't, but, um, it, they did. He, there was actually a story just released on NHL.com about Christian Dvorak, which was shocking to me. I saw it. I was like, "Whoa!" Like the it, there's a Coyote player on the front page of NHL.com, and it's fucking Christian Dvorak, a second round pick that we all think is a hidden gem. I mean, he hasn't put up like stellar numbers, but he, at the same time, he's also been buried on the depth chart. But this year, he's getting a lot more minutes, and. We, we could potentially see a breakout year for Christian Borak, and, and it already looks like it's happening. I think we're seeing it, yeah. Yeah, and so but what I found interesting in that article is that he, uh, Rick Tockett said that he catches Christian Dvorak watching film of uh, a player that's in the NHL. He plays on the Boston Bruins. His name's Patrice Bergeron. And Patrice Bergeron was also a, uh, a later pick in the draft, uh, but he was a natural center. And he, once he got his chance, he, he, he became like a 70, 80 point player. And, uh, and, and so if it, it, it encourages me to see that a, somebody on their downtime is watching tape of somebody that he knows that he could potentially be yep. and B, you know, it, 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 who else would you want to model your game after besides Patrice Bergeron? He's an excellent two way center that has elite puck moving uh, abilities and, great vision and, and, and just an overall good guy. So it was, re- I, I was really pumped to see that. I, I would like Christian Dvorak to turn into a number one center. I'm not sure that he has it right now, but if we get a solid year out of him and he puts up, you know, you know, a point per game or a little bit under, um, you know, why not give him a shot at, at number one minutes every night to see what we have in him. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about Christian Dvorak. I mean, he had two goals in that first game and he, and he also scored, last game too so um it was an empty netter but i mean it was hard work and you know that was uh no those are great goals uh yeah no see the problem with uh that is uh they don't get the attention when they're not winning and like i said right now i mean four wins five losses one tie um you know nine points in the the league right now that's just necessarily not getting it done Um, and uh yeah, no, lucky for us that, you know, like you, what you said, five points, I believe, in the last three games. Five goals. Five goals, five yeah. Goals, five, yeah. And yeah. not points, yeah, not only not just assists, no, five actual goals that, yeah, led to the score. So, basically, yeah, no, five points that, you know, got us on the board personally. And, uh, yeah, no, it's just being overlooked by just losses. What do you think, Danny? I think that those are the minor details. And, and like you said, this market is never going to get – that kind of national attention for a player like this, unless we're winning, unless we're like on a five game, six game winning streak, like, Hey, let's check out what the coyotes are doing. They're going to look more into it. Not just look into, you know, the, the top line, the, the headliners of the team, you know, with actually guys that were producing and, um, they'll segue into like the players who produce, but are not necessarily on the sheet, on the, on the stat sheet every night, the goalies. So, I mean, Kemper put up, Monster numbers, and then of course the whole Antiranta thing. So, Kenny, I don't know if you want to get into that. Yeah. So, um, there is, I mean, there's no secret that the Coyotes have one of the best tandems in the league. I mean, we saw that the first year that they were together, um, Antiranta and, and Darcy Kemper. And we, we shit on John Chaika a lot, 
but Darcy Kemper, the Darcy Kemper trade was one of his best. I mean, if you if you look at it, we, we got rid of Tobias Reeder, who was looked at as a as a you know second third line third line winger that had some speed, um, but just not. He had all the tools, but no toolbox. If you if you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying, like yeah. he just couldn't put it together. Right. And um, you know, we traded him, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, the, the Coyotes just traded like a potential." you know, scoring winger for a backup goaltender, you know, like whatever, like this is, it's, it, you know, it was, a, everybody laughed it off. Like it was a fucking, a win for the Kings at the time. That's who had Darcy Kemper. Right. Um, and ever since Darcy Kemper has come in and, and proven himself to be a legitimate number one goaltender. But at the same time, we had Auntie Ranta, who is a legitimate number one goaltender. I mean, his, the stat, they're both in the top 10, of goalie stats, it, it, arguably just outside of the top five. I think Darcy Kemper's in the top five, and Auntie Ranta is just out just over the right. last two seasons. And so, I mean, it's it's a it's a luxury to have him. The only problem is that Auntie Ranta has some significant injuries and, and, and injury history. And so, I don't want to call him Mister Glass because that's I feel like that's that's disrespectful because you know injuries are injuries and you can't help it. He doesn't want to sit out. I can tell you that. Um, but he, uh, he just yeah, got that I mean, bad luck, man. Like, yeah, there's no secret. I mean, and in, in injuries for like goaltenders, like especially groin injuries, I mean, they, they'll come back in an instant because of the way the, the positions that goalies have to play and they have to drop down basically in the splits all the yeah, time. Well, that, that's what it, the one time I asked you, what's the difference between being a goalkeeper in, in soccer as the NHL? You told me, uh, they got to do the splits. Like what, what'd you say? 50, 60 times a night? I, I don't know if it's 50. Well, maybe. I mean, it could be. I mean, because I, I would say that there's, you know, teams average about 30 to 40 shots a game. Uh, well, good teams. And not necessarily um, everything's a save, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. But, like, but, but they, still, they still have to move. make that. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, not everything they're, they're, gets recorded. So think about, you know, 30 saves, 30 splits, plus the uh, – What well, doesn't get recorded. Yeah, like, exactly. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's the old grind so area. Like, Right there, buddy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like you know, um, you can't hate on them. But, but the the thing that I was getting into is, I think that like there's an argument to be made that Auntie Ranta might actually be the better goaltender, and that's and that's crazy to say because you know everybody's like, no, Darcy Kemper is well, like. I, a, I don't know yeah. about crazy because we saw a lot of it last year when Auntie Ranta took over for a long period of time when Kemper went down first. Uh. And especially when it got highlighted by that Scorpion save. And it's oh, like people really got into uh, watching on Toronto and like, did, like that even hit a, that, 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 that was actually on top 10 as well. Yeah, ESPN. I mean, and from there, the, then that's ESPN. when, that's when people started really paying attention. So, so I wouldn't say it's crazy to say, but uh, it's definitely great. Like if that competition is going on between my one and two, yeah. I'll take that well, all day. The la- I mean, the last game, he went ahead and had uh, 40 saves. I mean, he, he did give up three goals, but he went ahead and had 40 saves, and we had four goals. We won the game on that, you know? So, I mean, so, that's, that's, that's a good win. Yeah, and, and so that's the part that pisses me off, is that he didn't let in a goal until the last five minutes of the game, four minutes of the game. Yeah, that's that's the, I mean, I mean, yes, there had room for improvement, obviously. <laughs> You know, I mean, you got to play, the, what, 60 minutes of hockey? You got to play 60 minutes. You got to yeah. play 60 minutes of hockey, yeah. man. Team completely collapsed in front of him last night. I was sickened for. But it wasn't, and, and, and it pissed. wasn't just Ranta though, right? No, it wasn't Ranta at all. I don't think. I think all the goals that that Ranta 
let in last night were unavoidable. Ah, uh, yeah, unavoidable. See? And they just so happened to be in that period of time, yeah, that yeah, short period just, of time. Yeah, that yeah. short period of time. He, he let it. Yeah, he let in three goals in five minutes. And you know what? Just uh, uh, off topic, real quick. Typical Suns fashion. We just can't ah. can't can't, uh, can't hold out. the lead. Can't close out. You know. But uh, back to a. Uh, uh, back, back, back to you guys, and it's just sad to see that. <laughs> well, I mean, I just want to ask. I mean, I was, I wasn't gonna. I had a question. I wasn't gonna bring it up until you mentioned his name. So I guess I'll bring it up now. The uh, uh, Christian Vora, you said uh, he got taken second round. Was that before or after he who must not be named? Um, Christian Dvorak, I believe, was a Don Maloney pick. Okay, so. So no, no no credit needed to be given to the other guy. For that one guy. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it was because I think that uh, uh, I think yeah I think John Shaika's first draft was the draft in 2016. Yep, it was. His first draft was amazing. I, I still got to give John Shaika credit for his first draft. I mean, he 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 drafted Clayton Keller seventh overall, and then he traded uh, for a a. Uh, Basically, the Coyotes had a lot of a lot of cap space, and he traded for a player that would never play in the NHL again. Like he said, "I'm never playing in the NHL. I'm going to go home and play in Russia." His name's Pavel Batsuk, the Magic Man, one of the best players in the in the NHL, a Hall of Famer for sure. But he told the Red Wings, "Like I'm going to go home. I'm for the last couple of years of my career, I'm going to go play in Russia." And so the but Detroit was still on hook for his cap. And so um, they were trying to get out of it, and John Chica took advantage of it and said, "Hey, trade us, uh, trade us Pavel Datsuk, uh, but also give us number sixteen overall, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll make it happen." And they did, and he drafted Jacob Chikrin with that. So we got Clayton Keller and Jacob Chikrin in 2016 in, in John Chica's first draft, uh, which everybody was thinking, like, "Man, this kid knows what he's doing." Like this, this young 26 year old general manager, 26 year old at the time, yeah, he was. He knew what he was doing, but yeah, it turns out he he thought he was the smartest guy in the room. Apparently, well, you, <laughs> so you you he, get one thing right and then you get all cocky. <laughs> you think yeah, you know, exactly. You think you could get away with shit. Hey, it's all about where you get it right at. You know, <laughs> I mean, apparently he got his one right at a major level. Yep. Well, it's, well. Hey, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I know, but then yeah, you know what? Uh, one thing that they do is what he forgot is uh, yeah, no, there was a there was another. There was another one coming up too. You got to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, wait, I got to do gotta, it again. You got to do this every year, bro. <laughs> oh, and I don't like yeah, this. I don't think his draft picks have been bad. Like I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't really no, like the no, well, no, Hayden We pick. don't, we don't, we never questioned his draft picks. We questioned what he did to the organization. Yes, that's not. Yeah, a, that yeah, was yeah, the thing. Yeah, so yeah, no, that's, it's not that, about yeah, the draft picks. Yeah, it's not about yeah, the draft picks. And honestly, if you, like, if, I mean, if I want to be cool about it, that's really the scouts' work. That was just like really good scouting. So I mean, yeah. you know, because nobody really gives scouts credit, man. Scouts are the ones yeah. who find the guys, man. They're the ones who go Agreed. out there and look for these dudes. Did you guys ever watch that movie, uh, Million Dollar Arm? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I was. Uh, I watched it on a plane because I was coming back from like the East Coast okay. into like yeah. three, four hour flight. But anyway, the, that was a free movie that was on whatever. And uh, no it, it it surprised me that uh, <laughs> no the, the that scout that that was out there like getting those he was like you know whole, the whole old man with glasses I'm not gonna listen to this and whatever but when the kids were like pitching just by listening dudes are like eighty four 
70 what had the miles per hour or whatever so long and uh and just listening to that when that one kid threw and everything i think he got like an 88 mile per hour fastball in from a kid from india or whatever Uh and without looking at him that's fire that's that's heat or something like that but he knew just by listening okay i'm gonna stop you right there an 88 mile per hour fastball is heat from a kid from india i don't know exactly the number all right don't, Ladies and gentlemen, it's been we, years. We, uh, we, we, uh, anybody. It anybody, was just a fucking movie. Indian people can pitch. <laughs> is we don't, we don't think that Indian people on the show can't pitch. I just want that to be known. <laughs> Thank you. I think uh, wow. that kind of states what that. Danny was talking about. So yeah, million dollar arm. Uh, don't watch it. Just let's uh, let's get. I got I got to go watch and do research again. Whatever. I just thought it was a good story about a good yeah. scout that could tell how many. I mean, do you know that like an, an eighty-eight guys. mile per hour fastball is a terrible fastball? That is, <laughs> I mean, that is not fast. Zach Granke made it work. That because it wasn't a fastball. He called it a fastball. <laughs> is, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, what's going on is um, yeah. I just th- I just want to bring that about the scout. That's all. Damn, fuck you guys. Just how dare you got. There we go. All right. I got my boo in. All right. Thank oh, you yeah. so much. Boo, All right. Danny. Boo. <laughs> All right. Danny. Last thing I did want to touch on this. We were about to go, what, like five, six days without hockey? Like with all yeah. of our canceled games? And then well, that's la- what it was looking like. And, and now coming back, we are going to be continuing our series. We thought we were done with them for a while, but now we're just going to keep on uh, with this good old boxing match against the Blues. So, And right yeah. before I turned it over to Kenny, I want to go ahead and applaud the NFL. Uh NFL. NHL. Ah, I want to applaud the NHL for uh no making this move. This was very smart. Yeah. This was uh yeah, no, this was actually very quick too. Uh go ahead, Kenny. Let them know what's going on. Ah, there it is. Yeah, uh Jeremy kind of took the words out of my mouth. I think it, and I've I've been pretty biased about this, but I, I think that the facts speak for themselves. I think the NHL has probably done the best job adjusting to the uh, the pandemic. I think so. Sports. I think so. Well, I think the bubble. Yeah. I think the I think the NBA bubble was. Uh, well, here's the thing. They uh, they copied the NHL. They they did copy the nah. NHL, and then they both did it at the same time because they were both playing bubbles. Like NBA got all the credit, but NHL got zero cases throughout. This is true. This is true. And, and so uh, I mean, they were Kenny, doing what it. you were about to say is uh, what what are they doing right now? What you know? What, what's going on? Yeah, man. So. Um, I, I think it was, it was pretty cool. So essentially the Coyotes had to play Minnesota this weekend. Um, and then, and then Colorado early on next week. Um, well, Minnesota, uh, had a a few players enter the, the COVID-19 protocol. Um, so their games got postponed and then the Colorado Avalanche the next night announced that they also were, were facing, um, some some issues with COVID nineteen, so they had their games postponed. So the Coyotes were looking at playing, you know, looking at not playing for um, at least a week, you know. And so that's and that's tough to do. It's, they call it frozen leg syndrome. Um, and uh, uh, sorry, excuse me. Um, the the cool part about it was is how quickly the NHL adapted because. Um, they announced it essentially the same night, right? I mean, Colorado, like four hours before the game started, it was announced that Colorado's games were postponed. And um, in the in the second intermission, 
the NHL uh, of the Coyotes in the Blues game, the NHL came out and said, nope, the Coyotes are they're just going to stay in St. Louis and they're going to play. And so it was going to be initially a two-game series and now it's a four-game series. So, um, you know, it, it's it, I'm, I'm happy that it happened because, you know, everybody wants to, to watch hockey and, and, and watch this the season go on. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, shit, man, like we just had a four-game series against Vegas and now we have to play – Play a four-game series against fucking St. Louis. These are two, you know, pound for pound, best teams you in know, the NHL. I I like it because we get used to playing at that level. We get used to being hit hard. We get used to like having to play every single puck, every faceoff. Like you know, you you get to a certain yeah. level, and then you get get to quote unquote lower tier teams. And if you bring that same kind of uh, intensity. You can thrash them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, St. Louis is a scary team, just like Vegas is a scary team. And I think that we did I, we did well against Vegas. I think we've done well in our first two games against St. Louis. Um, but I, I worry more about St. Louis just because of their leadership group. I think Ryan O'Reilly is one of the best in the game. And um, the cool part about having NHL TV – because uh, I have to in Colorado to watch the Coyotes games. You can watch uh, either the Arizona feed or the St. Louis feed, and so I, your or the you know your home feed or the away feed. Yeah, I guess right. you could say. And so I like I like to throw up a you know throw a little uh, you know different perspective when when I watch games, and so I'll watch the away teams feed or the opposition teams feed, and uh, and I was watching St. Louis, and and they were you know. Uh, they interviewed their captain after the last game and he looked fucking pissed. And so they're like, well, what's going on? He's like, I'm so fucking glad we get to play these guys again. And then they're like, Oh, you know about it. Like we didn't know if you guys knew about it. He's like, yeah, because we're angry and we know that that's not the best that we can give. And we're going to show them next game. And I'm like, dude, I wish, I wish that we heard a coyote say that. I wish we did. I, I I get it. And that's the thing I always come back to is like playing with pride. You know, making it feel that like that you're feeling what the fans feel. You feel that you hate this loss and that you want to be better. Show our frustration yes. through you. If yeah. you don't care, and that's why, I, and I say this all the time, um, it's always good to have a leader. It's always good to have a leader who not necessarily well-liked, but you want a leader who's well-respected. And when you yeah. got someone like that uh, who, who, uh, who doesn't tolerate losing – it, it's, I mean, it, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And, and no disrespect to Oliver Ekman Larson, but I haven't seen that anger or that passion. I was, I was inspired by it and I don't like the blues. I was inspired by it just because of like, like that's the way I would be, you know, like I, I'm fucking irritated. I'm pissed off. I do not want to watch this team come in here and, and embarrass us in front of our, in our own barn again. And um, so I'm nervous about the next game. I really am because I know Ryan O'Reilly is that type of leader that he's going to go in, the you know Saturday or tomorrow morning, and he's going to tell his his team like, you guys better fucking nut up. This is you know this is it's a trickle down effect. Like you guys better nut up, and we better go out and destroy this team. We we we're we're not going to be dominated for you know two and a half periods of a game or of a game and in, in our own barn. So we're going to, we're going to show these guys what's up next game. And, and so, um, 
you know, I, I, I don't think that the Coyotes are going to play uninspired. I think that they're like, hey, you know what? Like, we got the Blues again. but uh, and, and they know it's a tough team, and they know that they can beat them. And so I think the Coyotes, you know, are, are going to go in there with some passion. But uh, I worry. I worry a little bit because we don't have that strong presence. And, you know, I've, I've said this from the beginning. I think Connor Garland would make a great captain. I think so, too. Definitely, definitely think so, too. Now, I'm going to put this into a different kind of context. You tell me whether or not I'm crazy. So back in the movie Space Jam, when they go out, they're starting to get beat, and then they pull out the secret stuff. And <laughs> in game two, for some reason, they dominate the, the tougher team, the stronger team. They go out, and they get, the, they get points. So that's kind of Coyotes did in, you know, the second game. Now coming up on this third game, is it kind of like when the uh, when the monster guy turns around and is like, crush him. And then, like, the, coy- the Coyotes that just got inspired are just being demolished on the ice and being taken out one by one? Yeah, I never thought on this podcast that I would be analyzing a Space Jam game, but here we are. I love it. Um, it's a Daffy Duck got a triple-double. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> yeah. You want why? Nobody because, he, bro, he had He's at least goat. six turnovers, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. He threw it hey. to his teammate who wasn't even on the floor. She was wide open. <laughs> if if he if he wasn't a duck, he'd be a goat. <laughs> there he is. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, wrong button. Was that joke bad? There it is. Ah. So, do you feel like do you feel like they're gonna get crushed going into this series? I mean, we got two games against them. I mean. I mean, do you what do you what do you feel like is gonna happen? Oh, and then uh, one more question, one more. Let me uh, let me throw this in there. Are they gonna keep that experimental lineup? Ooh, good yeah, both good questions. Um, I'll I like the, the, I like latter, the second one. <laughs> the latter, yeah. I'm gonna answer the latter one first. I think you'd be an idiot not to. Right. Um, so, but that being said. Uh, I'm not calling Rick talking an idiot, but he's made some questionable moves. Like, well, he, here's the thing. Um, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. I know you love that when I say that. Yeah, but, I do because um, then, like, everybody strapping. Every, everyone's gonna and get gentlemen. that T-shirt. <laughs> strapping, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but did you see the? I think it was the the. Yeah, it was the last goal that St. Louis scored. There was. I mean, first off, we didn't we didn't call a timeout when St. Louis made it four two. Okay, we have a timeout. You're in the last minute of the game. Any any hockey fan out there, or anybody that doesn't understand hockey, you only get one timeout per game. It's not like football. So you either a use it or you lose it, right? And timeouts are just to bring your guys to the bench, get them some air, get you know, calm them down. Like, hey, I know we just let in a fucking another goal in the last five minutes of the game, but we're still in control here. Play fucking confident, get some air, get some water, go back out there. So that's when I would have called the timeout. But Rick Tockett didn't do that. So he didn't call the timeout when they scored 4-2. to two. And I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, get your guys, get your guys, you know, regrouped and go out there and just finish this fucking game. It's easy. Well, then on top of that, uh, and again, uh, for, for the non-hockey fans out there, if you challenge – so there's a coach's challenge. So if you challenge like an offside or goalie interference and you lose, you lose your timeout. And you can be penalized. It, it depends on the situation. But you lose your timeout. Um, well, the third goal that got let in, it was borderline goalie interference. 
So at that moment, if I was the coach, already knowing that I should have called a fucking timeout after the second goal that got let in, at that moment, when they score to make it a one-goal game with like 26 seconds left, I'd be calling for goalie interference review. I'd be like, look, he was interfered with. And that goal went in because a, a St. Louis uh, hockey player, I forget, I think it was David Perron, had their fucking stick in Auntie Ross's face. And that was, that looked Which to me like blatant. Stick, obviously. Yeah, well, goalie interference. But yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, that's when I would call that because, again, that gets you at least a minute to a two minute review by the referees. And that, I don't care if you lose the fucking the the review you you, you lose your timeout yeah, you use yeah you, you it's like and, throw and the you, damn you, flag but you know and exactly. that's what it is it's kind of you use everything that's available to yeah. you at the end so say that you tried you know you exhausted all resources or you know avenues you know what i'm saying like yep. yeah if it, yeah. it's available to you why not especially at the end of the game what you're gonna wait for a more controversial car call to like use your your and, and that's another thing too let's be honest about it that's kind of why they were implemented in the game. So, it, like exactly. at the end of the at the end of the day, the call is about getting it right. The refs see what they right. see, but if there's another set of eyes, that's all different. Throw the damn flag. Yep. Well, right. right. What is exactly. it? A whistle? I don't. I don't. I don't. What is it? They, I, they, they throw don't, fish they don't really onto the ice. That I was gonna yeah. say. No, well, <laughs> well, then that would just confuse everybody because that's normal. They, they punch stuff. somebody. That's hockey. They, they punch somebody. <laughs> the coaching yeah, staff. Like, oh, I love it. It's like, oh, there's an octopus on the on the ice. Well, yeah, get them off so we can keep playing. <laughs> exactly. So, my my point is there. I mean, like, dude, what have you got to lose yep. to lose your time out in the last fucking twenty six seconds of the game? Who cares? Like, do you need that time out for for the last ten seconds? I it's just it, it's mind boggling. So. Um, the fact that he didn't call the timeout after the second goal, and then the fact that he didn't challenge for goaltender interference on the third goal, was a it was a very 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 questionable uh, non call for me. Like if I was the coach, it'd be a different story. But anyway, that's my tangent. To answer Jeremy's questions, I think that a yeah, I think it would be dumb to pull uh, the top line apart because they showed that they could score. They produced in both games. They, on top of that, they have amazing puck possession, and they and they wear out the opposition in the defensive zone, and, uh, and you know they are our three best offensive players. Uh, well, I would throw Dvorak in there as well, but Dvorak obviously can't play on that line because he's another center. So, um, all in all, yeah, I think they're going to stay together, and they should stay together. And if they get pulled apart, then I think that that's just another nail in, in Tocket's coffin again. I like the guy, but don't think he's the right coach for the Coyotes. Um, and then B, uh, I think that uh, I don't think that the St. Louis Blues are going to come in and destroy us. But I I know the Blues have a killer instinct that the Coyotes may not have. Um, they have some players on there that are just that just do not like losing and do not accept it. And uh, I I don't know. It's going to be a really really tough matchup. I think the Coyotes might think that hey you know. For the most part, we played really, really well, but against a team that just recently won a Stanley Cup, so they might go in there with like, ah, you know what, you know, we we've done it once, we can do it again. Uh, that's not the mentality you have to go in. You have to go in there thinking like these guys are going to murder us. We do not go 110 miles per hour, you know, at, at all costs. So, um, 
I hate predictions, but I think that we'll probably split these last two games. Wait, and mean, you know what? I'm good with that. I, I, yeah. If we do split, I'm good. Well, I, see, uh, I, let me stop you right there, sir. Okay. I, I think s- I know where you're going for. Yeah, go, go you ahead. Know what? Say it. Go ahead. Say it. If, if, read my mind, sir. Read it. <laughs> read it. What am I? What am I going it, for? You're saying that. I mean, if, if you can get more, why not? Like, but but I, what I'm thinking is like, who is it against? It's against the Blues. It's against one of the toughest teams out there. So I mean, you split the series. Like, I want no, 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 no. See, no. Wait, ah, I thought you read my mind. Ah. I want points. Well, I get that. I That's what I'm points. saying. I, can we, if we can, if 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 these next two games, they they can go ahead and get uh, three goals each game. I, I, I think and, it'd be, I think that, and, and then, like he said, you split, yes, yes, that is acceptable, I think. I think that's acceptable. What do you think, Kenny? I, I, I would say. What happened if you split and you guys go uh, one nothing, one nothing each game? I mean, really, at the end of the day, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, hey, uh, I don't care what the score is. If you win, you win. Um, but but th- that's not uh, how you get in the playoffs, though. Well, if you no, it win, is. It's yeah. just overall points for per team, not yeah. per player. We're talking about yeah, just team exactly. points because if yeah, you team points. one to zero, ten to zero, you still only get two points per win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I guess that makes sense. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, what I would say is I would I would consider that acceptable because I just do not see the Coyotes sweeping the rest of the series. I don't. I just do not see that. Um, but if we can even it up, if we can, you know, get you know, one go one and one over uh, with them over the next two games, and yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I'm cool with we that might too. be getting we might be getting Oliver Larson back soon. By the way, all right, it's gonna be a big help, big help in that defensive side. And hold on, one thing yeah. before we move on, uh, we did miss a topic real quick. You touched on the injury that went mm-hmm. ahead happened in the first game. Uh, I'm, what was the player's name? I forgot. I apologize. What Oliver Ekman Larson. Did uh go ahead and uh? No, I'm saying he's the one that might be coming back. Soon. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, well, he's the well, one that might be coming back. from what is what I'm um, asking. What he, what was the he, injury? What was the injury? Yeah, he got he got. I don't know if we ever touched on it, but exactly. He got That's pretty, what you said. You no, were going to touch we, on it. That's what I'm we saying. We touched I, on I, a I couple weeks ago. That that cheap shot that he got taken yeah, from. Yeah, okay, yeah, we did. Evander Kane. No, the player that the player that you said got uh the player that you said that left. Um. The other game, you said you were going to touch on it later. No, we talk, uh, that was on Toronto's. On Toronto's. Yeah, injuries. yeah, we yeah we touched on him. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, he, yeah, that, yeah he, we, we touched on it. He he's a he's a goalie yeah, that we were talking about. Oh, the Ronto. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my Yeah, Jeremy knows who Andy Ronto is. Oh yeah, when you say Andy Ronto, we were going back and forth. I deserve that. I deserve that, ladies and gentlemen. I deserve that. All right. Hey, Kenny, I don't know. I don't know if we're, we're going to have to pull in some strings to cover your uh, multi-million dollar contract here for more time. But uh, how about we get to some Super Bowl talk? Oh, man. You, you guys got me. Don't worry. All uh, right. We got Kenny. Awesome. All right. I went ahead and uh, we moved the schedule around. We're going to go ahead and get straight into football. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for this Sunday. Not just because, like, we'll get to the game eventually. Just the, the aura the aura around the just Super Bowl. Everything. Just it, the, the whole week. in. Soak it in. Go yes. ahead, Danny. Just that is just that is it. So like, because you don't get it. Like for for us, we know what it's like to have a team in the Super Bowl. But even it, we're used to not having them. Like that's the best way I could put it. We're just used to not having them. Not me. But being able, shut up. I won one. <laughs> well, 
Shut up. Nick, Nick Foles won one. Uh, and, Gold, and, golden and statue. Call him by his name. <laughs> okay. Call okay. him by his name. Nick Foles. His what, name what team is did Roberta he play? <laughs> Nick Foles. What team was he playing for when he won that one? <laughs> No, he's well, speechless, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. No, hey, you know what? I was really pumped to watch the Eagles winner. winner oh, and so. you know why? You know why you were pumped? It's because the energy, the atmosphere, the yes, Super sir. Bowl aura that just surrounds this. Unfortunately, there is a reason that big things around the world, no matter what they are, they are referred to as the Super Bowl of insert topic here. Insert topic here. Anything here, like, you know, the the, the best day in school, like, this is the Super Bowl of, you know, Everything. whatever. This is it. Yeah, okay. like, you know, the, wrestling. WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling. The you know? highlight of life, but it just so happens to happen every February, and it's just the greatest thing in the world, in my opinion. What we got going on is two young and old Almost about to retire, go to what is it? It's called the kid, right? I believe young the baby goats are girl. called kids. Yeah. Oh, I got that on there every once in a while. I mean, public school uh, pays off. So I'm telling you guys, we got the guy, my tree, who I'll be rooting for from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Andy Reid himself, the actual tree. And we got Patrick Mahomes under him, but honestly, my eyes are on Tyreek uh, Hill. I think he's going to kill the game. So I'm going for the Chiefs. And then on the other side, you got this old, 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 old man still in the game, killing it, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers. Guys, take it away. Yeah. I, I, Danny, I don't want to cut you off. If you want to go, you go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. So I, uh, I, I, I agree, man. This is probably one of my favorite Super Bowls that we've had in a while. I, I think that this is just such a fucking fun story. Like Andy Reid is always like one of the, one of the easiest guys to root for. Right. Andy Reid yeah. is just like such a salt of the earth guy. And, He's just like a big teddy bear. <laughs> no, I remember everybody was happy loving. for him last week. Everybody, mm-hmm. last, year, last year. Last year when he won it, everybody was so happy for him. Yeah, because he had a lot, a lot of shit to deal with. And yeah. I actually kind of I, I kind of want to touch on that because there's a new development. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, but he's, he had a lot of off-field shit that he had to deal with. And yep. then he had to deal with like Donovan McNabb and Carol Owens shit for the longest time right and he he's a great coach and he's just been hindered by some personalities and and i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about them but he's been hindered by some just drama that just and ended up getting him so close but then you know just not not where he needed to be and um i think that he's in the perfect spot i think that the the chiefs are 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 potential dynasty really i mean they're already kind of i wouldn't doubt it yeah yeah they're already kind of proven. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is again. If we're, we're talking salt of the earth kind of people, Patrick Mahomes is, is a great advocate for the sport in general. I mean, he's just a a good kid. He's a good he, kid. He's yeah. A, yeah, he's a he's a fun kid. He he loves the sport and he's just so athletic. And his his style of QB is just like it's it, it's it's unheard of. You don't see it a lot. Like his throws and his creativity are it, it's just amazing. And then on the flip side, man, like everybody hated Tom Brady for the longest time. Everybody hated the Patriots. And in and, and controversy aside, like whether you, you believe that Deflate Gate, you know, you know, I mean, there and, were and many pretty, of the other ones, you know, the whole spy thing, spy gate. Yeah. And, 
Well, I, I, I bring up Deflategate because Tom Brady was like pretty uh, involved in that one, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and we don't know if it's true or not. I mean, the, the texts were pretty damning, but at the same time, it is, you know, it is what it is. We don't, we don't have any definitive proof, but I, I like Tom Brady too. I mean, like, you know, I did not like watching them win Super Bowls every fucking year. Uh, but at the same time, I really enjoyed him leaving Belichick because I think that it was like Tom Brady, like, you know what? Everybody's saying it, it, it's Belichick. Fuck you guys. Well, look who's in the Super Bowl and look who didn't even make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Okay, that oh, would night you know? and day, night and day from the from, and I get it. The Patriots like we we've gone through their list of excuses every week here that they had. No, I, I just only have the it's one the, main like, one that matters. The, the the guys that opted out, the COVID guys. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, that, but they've lost, lost a, a lot they, of guys they on that. Did. And at the same time, I, I'm I don't want to take away from Tom Brady's success if if that makes sense. But I it does. Can, make sense, can we give way. can we give Belichick one more year? Oh, Belichick, he's oh, yeah. going to be there until he dies. Well, like, no, I'm just saying, can we say. give him one more year to, to prove that oh, to see that it, it wasn't, wasn't Tom? just Brady? I don't think so. Like, no. I don't think so. It's because he had, like, God, he I had Cam know. Newton. Depends on who their quarterback is. I think, again, I think it's going to uh, – go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. No, I want you to finish. I didn't mean to I was gonna. I was going to throw in uh, the potential name. Real quick, that uh, I didn't want to get too into this, but everybody knows where my love affair is. It sits in Philly. Um, and, yeah, no, my Eagles, uh, Carson Wentz doesn't want to be there anymore. He's not Obviously, happy. Yeah. He made it very clear that he doesn't want to be there. And his name has popped up a lot of interest in trades. The New England yeah. Patriots were one of the names. I, so, and I I could see that happening. I, You know what? I can see that happening, too. Uh, the two other names that I've seen were the Indianapolis Colts, which uh, mm-hmm. makes more sense for him. Frank Wright was our offensive coordinator when we went ahead and won the uh, won the uh, Super Bowl, and uh, they just Not have a big a, deal. They have a great uh, MBD, you know, MBD. <laughs> so they have a uh, they have a great relationship together. So I I would see why he would want to go there. But um, yeah. yeah, no, the Bears are also is another name which I see in there too. But uh, we want two first round picks. So, yeah. but um, going back to the Patriots, yeah, no, I, I, I see him. I, I want to give Bill Belichick another year. I do. But that, here's what I got. I got a problem with it. Bill Belichick could go another 5, 10, 15 years coaching, and no one's going to say that he went up or down based on his age itself. Tom Brady, you're expecting him to be the best football players in the world, again, to prove that he's a better player than Belichick is coach? Does your mind uh, last longer than your body or what? Obviously. What do you mean? And so then there you go. You kind of just. Like, I yeah, mean, the man, the mind lasts longer. That's what I'm saying, that you want to keep giving Bill Belichick more chances. Like, obviously, no, Tom Brady. No, I didn't say more. I said one All right, more. well, either way, Tom Brady's going to be another year older. He's going to be another year that he's got to take care of his body, another year of hits. Yeah. And no, no, but it's, it's, it's not about Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick anymore. Tom Brady has made it very clear. That uh-huh. he can succeed without Bill Belichick. Okay, so then what are you saying? Like, what do you want to give Bill one more year for? Because of what he had to deal with this year. But I, are you talking about having a job or? No, 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 no. I, no, I. Okay, this team that that's gonna come back. All the players that uh-huh. come back from the list that I hope they do come back. Yeah. I don't really care if they come back. I'm not even Patriots. I don't. I don't hope. <laughs> I, I don't even care. Right. But so if they come back, you know, they, you know, they come back and then they get. A quarter, a decent quarterback. Okay. Let's be honest about it. Cam 
kind of disappointed a lot of people this year. They they kind of you know he kind of made a lot of promises and put a lot of eggs. He in the started basket. off hot, huh? He started off hot, but yeah, I he agree. did start off hot. But at the end of the day, he just wasn't. He, at the, at the end of the day, I think he just like didn't put in, put himself out there to save himself because he knew he was going to be there. He needed to be one hundred percent for when you know off season comes around. But All what I'm, I'm saying, saying is that what are you trying to get at like, for Bill Belichick? Like, give him one more year. I made that for, very clear. One more year, but for what? Like, just to prove he's a good coach. Uh, uh, if he doesn't make it to the, uh, see, that's what I'm saying. Are, he are, you, are, you, it, are you saying for him to keep his job? If he doesn't make it to the AFC championships, then let's go back to this moment. And I will admit that he, that it's Tom Brady. That's, that's yeah. it. Give him one more. All right. Year. All right. AFC, AFC, AFC championship. championship. Give him All AFC right. championship. Uh, we will put this down right here. Recorded on February 5th. We'll probably be out. February seventh, eighth. Now, can I make <laughs> can I make a cool excuse for that? If their quarterback is Mitchell yes. Trubisky, I don't feel like <laughs> this should count. I don't like. I just want to make it clear. Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, oh, back man, to the actual good. Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got, I we on, got we got way I'm off sorry topic. I went on my tangent. <laughs> it's because you really fought me on this Bill Belichick thing, and I don't really think he's. I, I mean, he's he's a goat. <laughs> He's a goat coach. Yes, yeah, like that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like know? his his career and his job there was never in risk. That's what I want to get at. Like one more year for what? Because he could go like down, and he's not going to get fired. He'll probably quit before he gets fired. I don't know. Out of, okay. out of pure pride. Like he, that's the thing. That's the thing. Can I make a quick couple bullet points before we go back? Hell I, yes. like, I, all right. So one, I, I I do agree with Jeremy in, in the aspect of like, hey, we do need to give him another year just due to the COVID situation because they did have a lot of key players opt out. Um, two, um, Cam Newton, uh, you know, it's funny. Like if we go back to like, like, I don't know, 10 episodes ago, we, we called this and Lucy was like, no fucking way that's going to happen. <laughs> but we called this, we're like, dude, it's going to be Cam Newton or Josh Rosen going to the Patriots and they're going to, they're going to make some noise. But and I remember that said, Josh Rosen. Yeah. We also, we also said that like fucking, you know, they're not going to get along. Cam Newton and Bill Belichick just do not seem like a, a, a good pair. And that's, I think, was proven this year. Uh, three, another bullet point is I, I also agree with uh, Danny here is that uh, Cam Newton was 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 basically saying like, hey, I'm in, you know, I'm a free agent and I'm going to go and choose the best opportunity I feel that's available for me to make me look really good so I can secure my next ticket. So he signed a one year deal under the best coach right now. Um controversy aside i mean he's the best coach you know statistically and so he's like yeah i'm gonna go pump up my numbers and then go secure a, a, a ticket yeah four, that makes sense four um uh there, there's rumblings out there that cam newton's about to sign with the Bengals of all teams i think that's odd um but you know that's that's uh that's something that's out there and apparently it was it, it, it's been pretty close so that'll be interesting to see if if if, uh, if Burrow is not back, and I'm not sure if he will be back early on in the season, uh, just due to his significant I think, injury. I think he will that. miss. Uh, I think he will miss uh, some season. I mean, uh, let's be honest. Joe Burrow's uh, injury was terrible. So yeah, no, I think he is going. I'm to gutted miss. for the kid. It, it's I'm sad too because let's be honest about it though. He was a, like you know one of those first round first pick of the draft guys who uh, he was shining. 
Yeah, they were he shining. He made it very clear that I mean they were losing games, but he made it clear that he was gonna fight to the very end. And uh, no, watching him do what he was doing, I kind of saw the uh, I kind of saw the progression. Yeah, he was killing me in my fantasy league, and then all of a sudden he got injured, and then I'm like, fuck, dude, I feel awful for him because he's a good kid too. That's another thing. Like we keep talking about good football players, and then like if 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 they're also good people, it, it also makes it a lot easier to root for them. And so it was, it was it was really a bummer to see. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out. I mean, Cam Newton might be looking at the only you know the few options that he has available for a starting position. Yeah, I mean, he, and that could be it. That could be it. I mean, he he could be a guy that just. I mean, you know, I think he could throw a good drop kick. Up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, Vince so, McMahon type, you know, big character. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the XFL was a huge success. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say that the XFL got drop kicked, um, but no, that, those are my bullet points. Just because, oh, oh, my last one, uh, and I totally agree with Danny. He, t- he took the words right out of my mouth. If if Belichick does not make the playoffs next year, I think I think it's going to be like another like people are going to give him excuses. Ah, like, oh, you know what? Oh well, no, no, that well, was Danny. That was Danny. Yeah, so they're gonna they're they're gonna give him excuses. Yep. But then if he misses again, I have no fucking doubt in my mind that Belichick retires. There's no way that that man with that that amount of pride, that amount of arrogance, and that amount of frustration and just like bolt, no 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 BS kind of attitude is going to get fired. He's gonna he's yep. gonna fire himself. And yep. you know what? I kind of feel that same way um, about another goat coach. Uh, ran ran thought. Uh, Greg Popovich, uh, the bubble. They went ahead and missed the playoffs for I think it was the first time in like. 20 years. It was a but yeah, it was long ass time. And like, that's my and point. Then, yeah. I think the if history he, that if he's he built. misses the playoffs back to back, I don't think there's a problem. You don't yeah, think there's? I, I, I think Not with Popovich, leave, no. I think he'd leave. Though. Maybe, no, 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 and, and, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's gonna get fired. I just think he might leave. Yes, in his in I will his agree. mind, and that's what I'm saying with Bill Belichick. Yep. I don't think they'll ever fire Bill yep, Belichick. Nope, but I think in his head. He'll know, like I just, I'm, I'm done. It's yeah. time to go, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think they'll both ever have that problem. Leave Matt Patricia in charge. No, <laughs> uh, well, you know there has been interest about him coming. No, back. No, he's going back. He is. Oh, he is for he sure is going coming back. back. Yeah. Good for him. That, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Hey, hey, Next head coach. Hey, he he le- he left the teacher like I know more, and he came back. I need to learn more. <laughs> yeah. But um, back to the quarterback of the situation. I mean. He, I mean, this is this is one of the one of the few guys who's like, um, he's giving Father Time a run for his money. He's making it very clear that he's not going. You know, I will not yep. go quietly into the night. And uh, going on his terms. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you know what? Let me go ahead and touch on this. What do you guys? Uh, first off, let's go ahead and uh, predictions on scores. Oof. Let me ask you predictions on scores. Oh man. Predictions on scores. You go ahead, Danny. Okay. I'm going to go with 28 to 24 Buccaneers. I think they're going to get every I think every time they march down the field if they get in the red zone, they're going to go in. I think Gronk is going to be a huge part of it. I think Kelsey's going to be uh not Kelsey, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, what's that? Evans Evans is going to be a big part of it okay. for the Buccaneers. 
And yep. uh, I, and I just I don't see them getting stopped on the outside in, in field goal range. I think <clears throat> I think it's gonna be all or nothing all night for the Buccaneers. So I'm I, I'm I'm gonna go with twenty eight. And then uh, yeah, just the uh, the all right. The Chiefs are gonna fall short. All right. And uh, Kenny, did did you want you want to go first? or You need some time. No, I'm, I, I I'm good. I uh, I think that. Uh, It's it's tough because I I I want Brady to win. They, they, Come that's on, my give me one, give me some, give I me want, some. I, I want Brady to win, but I think I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it 32 to 21 Chiefs. Ooh, 32 21 Chiefs. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw and throw this out there. Um, uh, I actually like the score. Of uh, thirty-five to uh, thirty-two, Chiefs. Okay, so high score. I, I thought you were gonna go with blowout. No, I think. Uh, no, I think honestly. Uh, I thought that about the Packers. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I thought that about the Packers, and uh, I may have or may not have jinxed them because I remember. No, you went with full confidence. Like you I'm had like, more right? confidence than Max, and he's yeah, an yeah, owner. I know. <laughs> and that's what's funny. He's an owner, and I told him I was like, "Bro, you're gonna wreck the and." Can I tell you guys something real quick? Just I, I don't like to brag, but I do kind of like to brag. We played on our way to the Super Bowl. We had to play the Minnesota Vikings, and they had just got that miracle catch with Stephon From Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, yeah, remember you remember that, that when the I, I remember that photograph of him yeah, tossing his helmet. Exactly. That was amazing. We had to play. They had to play us after that. And I just remember text, and I still have the text message. I still have the memory. I, I saw the my level Facebook. of arrogance. Yeah, it was pretty arrogant. <laughs> I remember literally uh, like waking up, and that was I don't know. I there's if you're a real sports fan, when you're in the playoffs, there's just a different level of excitement that comes to that day. That it's I was up yep. at. Like nine, yep, yep, yep. You know, that was up at nine a.m., eight a.m. I was just like, "Come on, let's go, let's go." And my buddy lived in Philly. You know, he, he was out here, but I met him. He lived in Philly, and I just remember texting him, and uh, you know, it was, oh yeah, you know, whatever, good game, whatever. We text in the morning, and I just I I stopped, and I just in my head, I always thought this, and I texted him. I said, "Bro, I have this feeling that we're gonna." fucking run through these guys <laughs> and then we proceeded to score like 30 something points man and i think we that was like 30 something to like 14 or whatever the it hell ran away with it oh it was no question that we were going to the day it was there was no doubt that this is what was gonna happen and uh yeah no just you know having that type of level of confidence man you know is it was just it's awesome and that's you know I just I felt that with the Packers. That's what I told. I, I was just man. I just think the way the Packers are doing. Just I don't see that that type of offense coming from the Bucks. And then freaking Tom Brady. <laughs> you know they talk about Tom Brady. Oh he can't throw it. He can't throw a long ball. He can't throw. Yeah no. It's, what does he do? He fucking uh, floats it to Mike Evans. Uh, it's just the way this guy. I don't guy, need to throw the long ball. The way this guy is playing football right now. It's it's just unbelievable. It's what a rookie. it's what we were talking about with uh with Aaron Rodgers how he just made it look easy, and they're just he just the great ones do. And I I like that quote that uh, saying like the great ones slow down the game, 
uh, tunnel vision. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, it kind of, it kind of, and that's what, because mind you, even after Aaron Rodgers went down, he got right back up and he, he gave him a run for his money. And let's all be honest about it. Um, had they not went ahead and uh, went for that field goal, that whole situation might have been different. Yeah, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts. Yeah, you know, and that all have them. every day would be Hunter Donk's best. You got it! I love it. Oh, what a better way well, to end the I, show. I, I, I thought, I thought it was. A, I thought that we would all have a merry Christmas. <laughs> no, come on, oh my God! Someone get this man a Peacock subscription. He needs to finish watching The Office. Right? No, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Boom. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust my score because I I, I think that 32 is actually kind of a rare number to get. No, well, well that's NFL, what I said. So. My score was 35, 32. What was your score? Uh, I said 32 to 21. I'm gonna you say 31, 31, 21. 31, 21. Oh, so you still think 21. the Chiefs are gonna run with it, uh, run away with it? Yeah, All right, agreed. Cool. Yeah, so, I, I, I I do. Danny had already got into his uh, you know, who's gonna do what, whatever's gonna happen. So I think. You know, I'm gonna just add on to that. I'm gonna throw on the cherry on top, and with the bold prediction, we'll all we'll all give a bold prediction. Mine is that Tom Brady scores a touchdown. Oh, uh, wait a minute, rushing, like, rushing, like rushing. 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 You know what? That's a prop bet out there, with and the, I honestly uh, think take it. it's one of those prop one. bets that, like, if if you put ten on it, you can win like a you thousand can, bucks. You can, you can yeah, it's one, one of those, those crazy. Wins. But no, no, I think it has to be the. Uh, I saw it was oh it's the first touchdown of the game. Well, that's that's part of it. If there, the first one touchdown of the game is, is, a, is a Tom Brady rushing touchdown, it's like yeah, ten yeah, you, bucks. You get a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no. So you had already touched on all your predictions okay. about it. Uh, my prediction about it is, um, I think you know you know how I feel about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. I think the opposite. I think Tyreek Hill is gonna burn. Every single play. I honestly, I first of all, I hate having this argument with people how Tyreek Hill is not like one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL. We had it on air. I know, and just people's like, oh, because he's fast. Like, that's that's part of it. That's, that's an ability. That's definitely part of it. That's my point. So you know, I do not to go back into last episode, but anyway, yeah, I he's one of the greatest, and I just don't see how it's not. And then Travis Kelsey to do what he's been doing. Yep. Yeah. You know, and um. You know, I'm an Andy Reid fan all the time, and no, I just no I, MVP looks at all. <laughs> what? I'm saying Damn, that, we didn't even touch on the Andy Reid situation, though. No, we, we're no, going we, to. We, to we, we will, we will. Yeah, 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 but no, I'm yeah, saying yeah. that like Travis Kelce did all did all that, and I know Aaron Rodgers had a great year, but I mean, no, just throw him in this conversation. I hate, know? I hate the fact, I and I hate that's a quarterback league. Because if um, if we would give Travis Kelsey the MVP nod. And we would have to give Patrick Mahomes the MVP now, because who's throwing him the ball? I I, I don't think you'll ever see a, a tight end win win an MVP. Not only over a tight end, I don't think I don't think a, we'll a ever QB. see a wide receiver again. Uh, yeah, wide probably receiver, like yeah, the way no. the way things are going. I think the only way I think the only way that we'll ever see a uh, it's uh, in my opinion it's with running back and quarterback the way it is now. I don't yep. think unless yeah, it, it, yeah it, unless we see like a a, a like this kid uh, Zavion Howard from Miami Dolphins had I think he had ten yeah. interceptions this season. That's I mean when was the last time somebody's done something like that? And he didn't he didn't he didn't get a look. 
But yep. you know, it's, well, it's because the NFL, the NFL knows that offense is. It's key. You yeah. you can't put that face in front of a video game cover. Come on, man. Exactly. You can't put like a tight end or a fucking. Who's this guy? On, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, when that's yeah, toot my own horn again. God. Damn. When we won the Super Bowl. Jesus. Uh, oh my God. Zach Ertz was in a commercial. Because uh, his wife is, I think she's a uh, a soccer player. Oh, I, oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he was in a commercial. It was the weirdest commercial I've ever seen. About it. it was just weird to see him, and I was just like, people don't know who this guy is. And I just <laughs> thought to myself, I thought to myself, I was just like, yeah, no, that didn't that didn't work out the way it was supposed to work out. It was just weird okay. to see it. Off topic, though, you know that Zach Ertz has been tied to the Cardinals. Yes, he has. Yeah, yes, that's actually is. one thing. Um, ever, I we'll get into more Eagles news since I'm there. It is unfortunate with uh, Danny knows what I'm gonna say. Ertz right. doesn't look like he's going to re-sign with the Eagles, and it doesn't look like we're gonna be able to keep him. We have him through this season, so you guys will have to have to. Uh, we most likely, wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Patrick Peterson. Holy Patrick. shit. I'll make it. I'll, I'll make that trade. No. I would. But no, I would no, 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 no. I'll take it right now. Man for man. You said it. Second round. No, just not just Patrick <laughs> yes. Peterson. Not just no, Patrick no. Peterson, though. We're gonna right, right, yeah. What do you want, then? What do you want? No, it's not what I want. It's what we're going to get. Uh, God damn. This guy's a tough I negotiator. I would not trade a... A cornerback for a tight end. Uh, I would trade Peterson for Ertz, but I would not add anything on. Well, Ertz so. is younger than Peterson, and I think his contract is uh, smaller. Patrick Peterson been more. Well, well Patrick Peterson is a uh, free agent. Yeah, this is true. We still got a year so, on that contract. I mean, well, I mean, mind no, you, you'll only be taking him for a year. Uh, you know what? Yeah. It's gonna happen. I'd want you to know that. Oh, okay. I'll take. I'll, I'll let you wow. know. I'll take that trade right now. That's nuts, though. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, one for one, I would I, think I would do that. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. No, yeah, it's going to be Patrick Peterson and, like, maybe a, a pick swap or something like that. I w- I'll maybe consider like a, a pick yeah. swap. swap. Maybe yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I said the word swap. Yes. So that's yeah, why I, I'm yeah. I, I, I yeah. Could, Ladies I and gentlemen, that. this I, is what happened when I got to deal with a whole God bunch of damn. Cardinal fans here. <laughs> I said swap. You but, all heard me say initi- swap, right? No, initially you said like a second round. That was yeah, initially, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I said swap. Okay. That's not happening, bro. In which that, that, we, we, uh, we got the and you know what's You know what's funny? It's most likely Phoenix. probably going to happen. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, no. The Cardinals, the Cardinals need a tight end. Yes. Yeah, no, and and you know what? As as good as Dan Arnold is, I love Dan Arnold. Uh, Max Williams, he's shown he's shown flashes. Nice. He's shown flashes, but he hasn't really been consistent. Uh, but the draw Zach balls, Ertz, though. Zach Ertz is one of the greatest tight ends in history. Yeah, bro. I'll, 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 I'll right take now. it. Zach Ertz has the most catches, and he he holds the record for most catches in a season. I'll trade both my tight ends for. <laughs> he he's all he's also kind of on the downswing, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's the reason why that. Uh, well, e- even then, like I'll take Ertz on a downswing over Peterson on a downswing right now. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. I I I would do that one for one. And that's what's and crazy is pick, we have maybe, a number maybe a one. That's what's funny is we have a number one, so Patrick Peterson will fit perfect because we have Darius. We have Darius oh, Slay. Okay, and, we got and, Darius and, Slay. 
Peterson would fit in great with the Eagles. I think that's literally I think he would. what I just yeah. said. Yeah, that's what literally what I just said. All right, oh, but, but before we get into more uh, more trade talk, because we do have a couple of other <laughs> things to, talk, to, to get into, we have to talk just ending the Super Bowl talk right now. Is yeah. Andy Reid's mind going to be completely on the game? Uh, go ahead and break the news. What happened? We, we had like just breaking news right now. It's been breaking since uh, yeah. earlier earlier this uh, or uh, yeah earlier. Well, this it, morning. it was today, I believe. I believe the yeah, news so, was breaking today. So uh, Britt Reid, son of the head coach Andy Reid, I believe he's an offensive lineman's coach. He invo- is also involved in a multiple car crash. So from what I've read and what I've understood is that there was a car that was parked off the off ramp of a freeway that ran out of gas. He had another car in front of him. That was a relative bringing him gas. They were trying to get the car started, and he just went in there, and I guess he slammed into the back of the second car and pushed into the front. Two kids were were injured, a 5-year-old and a 4-year-old. One of them is in, uh, has, quote-unquote, life-threatening injuries on that uh, oh, on that thing. And uh, I think the, the biggest thing, obviously, of this whole situation is that Reed admittedly uh, admitted to the police that he had had two to three drinks beforehand. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, obviously, this is not going to end well. Obviously, we all uh, we all know everything that this entails. So like something like this, first of all, guys, we just got to be safe out there and like for yeah. for to do something like this. And and I know that headlines, newspapers, and news uh, channels—they're always going to put this front and center to make headlines. But dude, kids are involved in this, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I uh, it's it, it was. It was gut wrenching to read it. Um, it was it was something that popped up, uh, and I I clicked on it. And uh, well, I want to ask because I'm not sure, uh, and I don't want to I don't want to like throw out any accusations. But is this the same son that had the the problems when Andy Reid was the coach of the Eagles, like the drug addiction problem? Unfortunately, it- he's uh, uh, he's he's gone. Oh, he is. Uh, I did not know is. that. Yeah, no, that's, okay. yeah. Unfortunately, he 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 had he had passed away um, with his battle. With the, okay, you know I did not know that. I'm sorry. That yeah. was actually, and that's one thing. Uh, uh, real quick, that I'd like to touch on, um, just in sports related. That season, we were shit. We were shit coming that season because it happened during training camp, and um, people don't understand is. I mean, his son had just passed, and that's when we had let him go, and it was just like, uh, you know, he played, he, you know, I, I don't know where his mind was at, but I know it wasn't there, and you know, yeah. the, the uh, I understandably think so, it was exactly, and that's my point. People wanted his head, and that's how tough sometimes fan bases uh, get, and yeah, especially no, especially Philly fans, unfortunately. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna throw out Spilly. <laughs> Why you gotta qualify it? Mean, but let's I mean, be honest about it. Not, fans I'm, I'm in general, like, though. Fans in general. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's be honest. But I mean, there's a lot of players that like we were just talking about that that miracle in Minneapolis when that one player missed the tackle. Yeah, the, his whole family, his daughter, his five year old daughter, had death threats. Or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not old. She was, yeah. but they were all getting death threats. But anyway, well, I still quick, wanted I wanna, him back. I, I wanted him back. And then, I want to uh, correct something I said real quick. I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be insensitive. This is a, a very sensitive topic. I wasn't trying to make light of it with Philly fans. Like I know that Philly fans are tough, but no, this is not something. To no, make no, light we, of. yeah, so, we. Get oh it. no, that's what I'm saying. That. But you know what? Don't, yeah. No, we were very rude about the. You know, there were fans out there that were calling for his head, and yeah. people don't remember that he just went through. So we let him go, 
And now he's in Kansas City doing what he did. And you know what? Um, at the end of the day, I think it was just a fresh start for everybody. But yeah. it's understandable why he had the issues that he was going through. You know? So, no. They, and, uh, yeah, no, it's tough. You know, this son right here, unfortunately, ha- had an issue. I don't know. I, I don't know him at all. So I'm not going to speculate on his addiction issues. But, yeah, no, unfortunately, it made the media. Yeah. And it's a... Uh... And I appreciate you clarifying, Jeremy. I did. I, I truthfully didn't know, and so I know that Andy Reid had some issues with with his kids in the in the past, and I didn't know that his son had passed. So condolences to the Reid family. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, just kind of it kind of kind of just shows you how how good of a person Reid Andy Reid is, uh, just dealing with all the shit that he has, and still you know coming to work every single day and 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 being one of the best. Um. And, you know, and, and I'm not going to sit there and, and shit on his other son here. Like, I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's we're not condoning it at all. But I, I think that, uh, you know, everybody in their lifetime has driven with a drink in their system. And that's not that's not saying that it's OK. I mean, like, you know, like the the laws out there, they, they vary from state to state. Like Arizona, I appreciate Arizona's law. Just no tolerance. Right. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, you don't, know, matter the don't level. do it. Yeah. yeah, I just don't do it. Um, but you know, I you know, I, I think that everybody's done it and, and I and I, I don't wanna shit on on Andy Reid's son. But at the same time, dude, you gotta be fucking responsible, man. Like you, you there's a five year old in the hospital with critical injuries and we don't even know if, if she's gonna if they're gonna pull through and, and it's it's horrifying to think about. And it's it's you know, at the end of the day, what Danny said is like just be smart. Just don't do it. And, and I don't care if you're a celebrity or just an average Joe, just don't do it. Just fucking be safe. There's so many different options out there. And it, it's, it's horrible to think about the position that everybody's in. I'm sure that Andy Reid's son is just gutted. And I'm, and I'm sure that the family was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like you, you put our five-year-old in the hospital because you were just being an idiot, you know? And, and so it's like, I, it's such a hard topic to talk about because you like, you, you feel sympathy for both sides, but at the same time, you know that it could have been all avoided and it, it, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate and it's almost insensitive to tie this to a football game. And so I don't want anybody thinking that that's what we're doing here, but since this is a sports podcast, we're going to talk about it. I, I, I don't know where Andy Reid's head's going to be at, you know, and and uh, again, it's understandable, and I and I and I'm gutted for the Reed family because Andy Reed has just gone through so much shit, and he's just a good guy, and and you know now all of a sudden he's he's right back in the in the thick of things with with another one of his kids, and um, he, again I'm not taking away from no, yeah, the no, family that was a victim. It's definitely it, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a sad situation, and we both. Uh, understand what you know what what needs to happen just happens if the justice system needs to play their role and everything but being a head coach this is your stage uh you have to put on your clothes you have to you know put your giant face mask on and you have to show up to the game on sunday all right well i got i got i started to cut you off but i just i just made me think of a question i have to ask right now Cause 
depending on the laws of every state, you know, all all of this is that you uh, you may or may not get released that same night or anything. So he might be out, whether it be on bail, whether it be on whatever. And no, I'm not, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about no, no. I'm, I, I know, but like you as the head oh. coach, do you allow him to be on the sidelines Hell on no. Sunday? No, there's no way. There's, no. I don't think the NFL will allow it. Hey, no, they they might. The but, NFL might. Hey, as a person, and even though if he's your son or not, and and you know what, him being son, I I I wasn't there. I don't know anything about the situation. So I'm, but hell no, right? Are, are we are we all in agree? We can all agree. You agree? You agree? Yeah, I agree. Without Hell a doubt. No. Hell no. You you don't you don't get to be there. Now, this is completely hypothetical, of course, but there's offensive lines coach, um, offensive lines linebacker coach. Yep. It's not like it's well, your right line, hand the man. Lineman. Yeah, he's a lineman. Coach, he's, right? he's not like your right hand man. Your assistant coach. You're you're one guy. It's the Super Bowl. If he were that right-hand guy, or you know, even if he was the head coach, mm. do you get treated different? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even know if we should. You know what? Where's your ethics? We at? should speculate on it. You know, I, mean, I, 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 I don't even know if it's something that we should speculate on. Well, you know, probably because not like, because I mean, we can make an easy call right now because yeah, we're not in that situation. But just, just, but, but just being hypothetical. If it was you, and that was your coach, would you? Regardless of the no. position, well, he's, I, I can no. say that easily. That's a no for and me, and that's my point. And, that, yeah. and that's all we can speculate exactly. on. Yep. So You're you right. know what? That being said, Andy Reid though is still gonna have to be there. He is gonna have to be there. What? Yeah. What is he gonna have to do? I mean, unfortunately, potentially missing missing a coach. What is he gonna have to do, regardless missing coach or not, uh, to beat? To, I mean, to beat the Buccaneers. For for me, I think it's gonna come down to just you yourself getting the zone. No matter what's going on, I think he being the professional, the level, the years of experience, everything he's been through, he knows I'm gonna push this for the one side for four hours and I'm gonna do my shit on the field. And I don't think he is gonna think about that situation at all from beginning to end of that game. And I, I kind of agree. Right after that game, he might break down. He might start freaking out. But he might whatever. What? But I, during the game, I think he's 100% going to be uh, on, on the field. Andy Reid has always been a locked-in coach. He's always been a great coach. And, uh, no, I think he's going to bring his A game. What do you think, Kenny? I agree. I think that on top of that, uh, Andy Reid has unfortunately been through this before. And, um, unfortunately, People have to learn from from adversity. Yeah, we'll just say that. I don't want to say learn from mistakes because it, it wasn't him. Yeah, you know? but you know, um, like but, yeah, he's but he, he's gonna he have has to learned to adapt to coach. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, no. Um, makes me want to root for him. You know what I mean? Like it makes me want to root for him. And um, again, that just seems so insensitive to tie a football game to the situation to happen. But I, it makes me want to root for Andy Reid, and I always will. I think he. Uh, I think he deserves everything that he's gotten so far. And, and uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it's a tough situation, but I agree with you guys. I think he's locked in. I think that he uh, he's going to have to put it aside. Um, and, and, yeah, it, and, it and, just a, to, and just to clarify, we're rooting for him as a person to overcome this adversity, not rooting for what exactly. happened. Like we're exactly. not, we're not, we're not exactly. putting anything like, oh, good thing this happened. No, it, it's rooting for Andy Reid to overcome 
this latest adversity that he's been hit with. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not sitting there thinking like, oh, let's just sweep this under the rug. That's, yeah, that's no, definitely. And you know, up. we wish everybody involved, you know, is is okay, and we A hope full speedy recovery. Exactly. We yes, hope sir. that. So yeah, no. That being yeah. said, that being said. As the coach, I mean, he he's still going to have to coach. He's still going to have to have the players on the field. I mean, what do you think is going to take to win this game? You went ahead and put it, put the score. I believe your score was 31-21. Was that correct? Yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's wise to get back into the football talk. Let's just, let's just talk about <laughs> yeah, so it. So where, like where, where's that score coming from? I mean, is that is that coming from Patrick Mahomes? I, I, is that coming from Leonard Fournette? Is that the defense? Where do you think the points are going to come from in this game? So I think I think that uh, uh, both teams have elite offensive weapons. Elite yep. offensive weapons. I like Kansas City's defense better, and I and and I always have. I I, I like. I, I the Buccaneers have a great defense, by the way. I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting there and, and, and shitting on them, but I think I, I I give the edge to Kansas City there. And uh, and I think that Tom Brady's going to have a hard time against them, and especially with them being they're they're. I think I don't want to I don't want to go off kind of you know uh, uh, just like off on a whim. We got here. time on a little bit. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean like I don't want to go off on a whim, but what I'm saying is like I I don't I think that Kansas City's defense is much younger than than uh, Tampa Bay's, and so I think that they're just a little bit more hungry. But at the same time, it's so hard to predict that because I feel like Tampa Bay's defense is going to be so inspired that, that Tom Brady bought, brought them to a Super Bowl and they're going to want to fight so hard for Tom because of that and knowing that this could potentially be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. And I don't want to say that because, I mean, man's in his 10th Super Bowl. That's almost unreal to think about. He's in double digits. Um this could potentially be his last Super Bowl, so they're going to play inspired as well. Uh, the reason why I, I said thirty-one to twenty-one is I just think that that Patrick Mahomes has more legs on him right now than than Tom Brady does, and he has more tools. But Tom Brady also has more experience. Uh, and I, and I know it sounds like I'm collapsing on myself here, but. The reason why I think that the Chiefs will win is just because the the abilities of of Mahomes they're they're gonna you know they're more at the forefront than Tom Brady's are. Tom Brady is I don't want to say he's figured out, but everybody knows what he can do. Um, See, that's what but that's he's been what figured out for twenty years. But that's my point, though. No, 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 I no, thought that, I that's know what I'm saying. I don't do. I don't think he's figured out. I'm just saying like I think Mahomes has more tricks in fact. Well, by that I mean Andy. I know Andy Reid's has more tricks in his bag to like. Well, not only that, I just I totally agree with that younger factor. I mean, just like the the mobility. Yeah. Of, of well, yeah. Let, let's not forget they also got a, uh, they also got a few weapons with experience up their sleeve. Like we talked about last week, how uh, Le'Veon Bell hasn't really done much, but when called upon, ah, break glass in case you, of emergency. You know, and you know what? He'll mess around. Too. Tell him fuck time, around to get two touchdowns tomorrow. At the same time, <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know Antonio Brown's status. But I mean, uh, I think he's I th- out. I think he's out. Is, oh, is, is he, he officially out? out? Oh, shit. Well, he was out last week, and I think he was out the week before. So I, I kind of expected that, which is a, well, a lot he of. He only pe- missed the Packers game. 
Oh, okay. So only missed that one game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Unfortunately, before that, well, unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm gonna call it karma. But we're not gonna go ahead and get into that. Yeah. No, uh, him, unfortunately, missing that Packer. Uh, no, he was balling. He was balling. He, he, he was. He was balling. Right? He, he, so, was, he was making his. He was showing why he is who he is, and the you know, the, I mean, he didn't show why the way he is, but he did show who he is and why people like him so much. So. It is a big loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because honestly, um, they need all the weapons they can get. They need yeah. they need it all. I, I it's I'm I it's weird to me that they even made it to the Super Bowl and they didn't have a Cameron. I I don't know if they had Cameron Bray. I I think that, but no, they didn't have OG Howard, and that guy is something else. Dude, how how pissed. How much are are Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Yeah. Uh, somebody right brought it up. Dude, they yeah. got, got Le'Veon Bell <laughs> and Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl right now. Like how how pissed <laughs> are they? Especially after how Steelers yeah. went out. No, it's funny because like no no me and Juju and just, uh, me and Juju like Smith uh, we just recorded a TikTok together. <laughs> and, you know, it was because because he has so much time on his hands, and that's what that's what's crazy about it. You know, so yeah. yeah, I bet I oh I know the Steeler fans are turning in their own graves aside or digging <laughs> their own graves, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Unfortunately for them, it's gonna have to last for another what forty eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, exactly. Either way, one of them is gonna win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like fucking crazy. Um, another quick note, and we don't have to get into it, but. Uh, uh, Juju is also tied to the Cardinals, by the way. So, Whoa. Oh, it, I did not hear that. Keep an eye on that. Okay. Honestly, there is rumblings that I have heard. Uh, Devontae Smith is what they're saying. It's gonna, is possible. Sliding? He's sliding? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I highly, highly right? doubt that. I, other, I, I don't I, think so either. I think it's just this Tom Teeps talking no, shit. I, like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not what, taking what him. I doubt the know. crap out of it, dude. I doubt the crap that he's yeah. going to slide that far. Uh, I'm sorry. What do, you, well, what do you guys got? You know? Yeah. What's the other kid's name uh, on the I know what you're talking about. Uh, Are you talking about the running back or the wide receiver? No, he's a wide receiver, and he's like fa- like as fast, if not faster, than Tyreek Hill. Oh, and he, I don't. God, what's he's his from name? Alabama, right? Yeah, he, they're on the same team. Devontae Smith and, and him are on the same see. team. Yeah, because they were one two for the. Oh, yeah, uh, just look at the one two. Sorry, yeah. sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're working someone, on someone, our, someone on our Google college. that shit. We are watching. That's who I want. And, that's uh, who I want. As we talk about it, so you think he's gonna fall to us, or not no, to us? I, don't I say us because I'm here with you guys. But mind you, us. I, th- I think. Oh, was it Jalen? They're gonna. They're gonna go. Was it cornerback? Was it Jalen Waddle? Waddle, Waddle. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Waddle. Yeah, that's who it was. All right. That's that's who I want the Cardinals to pick. But I think the Cardinals are going to go cornerback because there's a couple good cornerback positions available. Uh, from or what I couple. hear, is there's only two. Well, there's two, and then uh, and I'm spacing on their names right now. But um, one of them's not going to fall to us. There's another op- uh, chance that one of them will fall to us, and I think that we're going to go cornerback because I think that we're going to re- try to replace Patrick Peterson as soon as possible. I don't think he's going to be resigned. Um, he might be resigned, but it, it'll be like a, a bridge deal. 
I'm like, thinking yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah. thinking. I'm honestly, I, yeah. as I thought that Patrick Peterson thing, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of signing trade. But, but would I Patrick think you guys Peterson will sign him agree and to a trade him deal. to the earth. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he will. You think he would at I, his I, age? Honestly, like, I, do you I, think, I, I think he's going to want to secure one more ticket and then no, call with the, it a year. With the option? No, I think he'll do a sign and trade. I, I think he'll do a sign and trade with a bridge deal. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of what will happen. He'll have to do a sign and trade, and then the, we we it will be a team option bridge. But yeah, it'll be a team. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. It, it'll be. That's a good what, point. I didn't I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good you know point. what I'm saying. And uh, it I I don't know if his contract has no trade clause or not, but uh, I mean, I don't I, think it does. Does it? I I I know. He didn't get the what he say. He said he was gonna get seven this season. I think he only got four. But um, I mean, if are you gonna hold that against him though? Come on, I am. He he. Uh, he hey, hey, are you gonna hold five years in as a cornerback against him? Yes, exactly. That's my point. If you're gonna hold one, yes, you're gonna hold the Jenny. other one. That's but, the fuck. Oh my god, Jenny mean? was so quick. Yeah, that's my point. Yes, absolutely, it's like apples yes. and oranges right there. What the fuck? Yeah, One yeah. of them was more realistic know. than the other. They're both kind of what it is, you know. And um, I think, yeah, I think that Peterson can 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 do well, but just not on the Cardinals anymore. I just don't think it's a good fit. All anymore. right, so that's exactly what I told you, Jeremy, right before the David Johnson trade, that I think he could be good again, but not on this team. And ladies uh, and gentlemen, I, how did that work out? No, it didn't work out. Oh, what the really? He's not great. That worked out for, no, oh, for, for the Cardinals. No, it worked out, out really. Ah, no, see, see <laughs> that's, that's my I mean, point. Look You're... at David Johnson's numbers this year. I mean, he did have an injury. Hey, O'Reilly thought the same thing that I did. He could be great on another team. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It, and it's funny, like, dude, like the fucking Texans right now. So I, I wanted to say this earlier, and, I, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen. But I wanted to call this. It was like way earlier, uh, but we got into a different subject. I am going to call that Jimmy G is going back to the Patriots. And mm. I think Whoa. that okay. I in, in, but it was much more realistic when uh, Stafford was available. Cause I know that the, the Niners were targeting Stafford. No, because but Watson think, is available. And uh, actually to I'm be saying. honest with you, the uh, talks of Watson to 49ers uh, to San Fran has actually been extremely relevant. So, well, no. that, well, that's his well, point. I, it's one of them, but I, I doubt anybody's going to beat the Jets' offer. I mean, the Jets are going to be able to offer. The Jets are willing to offer, offer all of it. Yeah, they're going to be able to offer fucking Darnold, who still has a lot of potential. No, and then doesn't. they're going to be able to offer. <laughs> he has. No I, I think he does. I, dude, he's not under. He was under Adam Gase. I just think. I think um, John Lynch is is going to just take all those first round picks and. Create something beautiful. I I, well, I love I John Lynch as just, a John, uh, general manager. I think he's smart. I think he's good. Yeah, no, I think he's gonna do something with that. With that, we're, we're, and we're missing a point here. Like you guys remember, like how pissed off Jets fans were that that they did not choose Deshaun Watson. And so the Jets are gonna try to right a wrong here. Well, what are you going to twenty nine? 
What's that? Deshaun Watson. When did when did he go in the draft? He went like late, right? Like twenty nine. He, he went later than he was supposed to. Yeah, sure. yeah without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people p- passed him. So that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't like to fall well, the same. Didn't the Jets have two picks in that draft? And yeah, they, well, they, that, yeah, that's what that's why they were. That's mad. what but I'm still, asking. A lot yeah, of people passed up. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're gonna they're gonna try to right or wrong here, and they have the arsenal to do it. They're gonna they will be willing to trade picks, and they will be willing to trade Darnold. And it's because they know, I mean, Deshaun Watson is going to be coveted by all 32 teams. Like, whether you have a a, a franchise quarterback or well, not. Apparently uh, not Houston. No, he's definitely. I mean. <laughs> so not well, hey, 31. Hey, 31. Hey, <laughs> listen to me. Say, say that again with a straight face and say that Kansas City Chiefs are fielding offers for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, uh, like Cardinals with their Hall of Fame I would, quarterback. I would, I would say about. Eighty-five percent of the league has probably touched base. With I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, if Baltimore. I'll t- I'll I wouldn't even that. be surprised if Baltimore listened real quick. Like, eh, what do you got? Would you give both your yeah, quarterbacks? Yeah, dude. Honestly, like, It'd would you not? Up. It would that one. Yeah, would you not trade up. Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson for for Deshaun Watson? Hell no. I would. I would keep Lamar. I would, Jackson. I would take Watson Hell over no. Jackson. I, 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 I. And I love Jackson. I would spend. Massive amounts of money on an accuracy quarterback coach, and just like, bro, <laughs> oh, you don't get it. That's Hire all... a Mr. Miyagi type, make him do some weird shit to aim. Oh, <laughs> that's all he needs. That's all he yeah. needs. I, I want to ask you a controversial question. Okay, Ooh, controversial. would you trade Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson? No, not at all. Yeah, no. I, I, yep, we got con- this on there. Wait, we got we, the on on air. I, I told him I'd do it. It's yeah. I, yeah, I know we we up. went through. I know we did, and I like no right right away. No, I'm not ready for that. I know. Do you want to know what my answer? Is? I know what the shot the the what fucking Watson can do. And oh my god, and, and just the sparks that we've seen from Kyle Murray so early in his career, and I think just having the formula almost there, almost there around him. I'm not ready to give up on this, and yes. He is great. I'm not either. I will probably I will probably give up a lot of things. I would love to have him on my team if I did not have Kyler Murray. So so no, I will not. Basically, Offer me that and no. What Danny is saying that he would do a lot of things for love, but um But I won't do that. I guess he won't do that. <laughs> I guess that's basically where he's going with that. All right, now go ahead. His his his, his mind is telling him no, but his body, my body his says something. Body <laughs> is telling him yes. Um, no, it's I I agree with Danny. I that's that I was I was curious to see what you would say, but I um as much as people like to shit on Kyrie Murray because Arizona's an easy team to shit on, of course, it always has been low hanging fruit. Always has been pretty much pretty like let's just cover all bases here pretty much every arizona team is easy to shit on well because let's be honest like, about it because there's no consistency with the arizona team well, you know yeah there's no consistency and and, 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 and it's people think that every owners. arizona fan is a fair weather fan and it's, so like that's why they're like hey, yeah they're they're the joke of the league everybody yeah. thinks that yeah but um especially in hockey and and borderline basketball and football but um no, I, the, I you know what? Real quick, real quick. And we're not going to get into it. But Danny agree that uh, the Suns have the most loyal, like, uh, deep fan agreed. base, right? Yes. All right, that's yep. it. Agreed. All right, now go ahead. I agree with that. Point. That's yeah. it. Which one? All right. I agree with that. I think I, – and I, I will throw a little – again, we don't want to get into it because we don't want to extend this for, like, three more hours. But um, 
I, I think that the Coyotes have a an extremely loyal fan base. There's just not many of them. Yes, but if you have to, if you have to think if about you it, loud and proud. Okay, exactly. all three of you, you to, guys you are very proud of you. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much what it is, right? I mean, it, you have to be a very very loyal fan to watch hockey in Arizona, and you have to be a very very loyal fan to watch this team shit the bed like every single year. It's you know, it's, it's, it's like low it's, fruit. Yep. it's low hanging fruit. I mean, each like the Coyotes have been the least successful team out of every major sports team in Arizona, and so yeah, you got to give the 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 coyote proud the coyote fan proud a, a, a tap on the shoulder here because they they deserve it but anyway yes. we're gonna get back to it I think that uh, I think that I agree with you I would hate to see like dude like think about this like I, and I sent this in our group chat the other day we have in our division we have uh, Wilson we have Murray we have Stafford and who else am I missing oh and Jimmy G not for long like, but yes. But that is probably one of the deepest group of QBs yep. in the NFL. And imagine if all of a sudden Jimmy G gets swapped with Deshaun Watson. The Cardinals Oof. are F-U-A, F-U-C-K fucked, dude. Like, we are so fucked. But at the same time, I, I still believe in Kyler Murray. And I think that um, – I think that he's going to be a star, and, and I think everybody can see that. Danny, how much time would we have on? Uh, how much time would we have on Cardinals talk? Three hours. Tom. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, no, no, no. We have we have more time for Cardinals talk. Yeah, of course. Okay, no. So then, uh, let's be honest about it. Um, it's not the QBs. Nope. What What are we thinking about? It's Kingsbury. Uh, it's the coach, man. It's the coach. At the end of the or day, lack thereof. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> you know what, though? I, but you know what, I though? I would rate Pete Carroll over all of them, but yeah. I was just well, about of to course, say. Yeah, I, mean, I was yeah. going to say, one of them has a Super Bowl. You know, that, but anyway. And also more than twice the age of the other two combined. Okay. What was that guy? What was that guy? What was that guy doing? Well, that was just it. I thought you Andy were just Reed's ready. Old? You were just uh, r- ranking them by. No, because you didn't let me. You didn't let me. You didn't let me finish the last guy. All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. It's terrible. If we're, we're going to go by looks, though. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, if we're gonna go by nice, luxury houses. Can't be Kingsbury yeah, for the okay. win, right? Oh, Ran away with it. <laughs> it's all white. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. You know me. I love I know, white no. t-shirts. And and we've and we've gone through this and like we've talked about this and I agree that but that's him okay. with a with someone to talk to, an experienced veteran offensive but coordinator. But he would never do that. No, he. I think he would. I don't think he'd go down to being one, but I think he would hire one and listen to him. I I think that he might have been humbled enough to do that. Because obviously he want, came in with some cockiness. If you want to keep his job in the NFL. No, but like, yeah, no, no. Com- coming in as young as he was, being what he was, like being one of the kids, you know, with them, you know, the someone that the, the, the kids in college could like relate to while he was coaching them. Yes, but he, he, he came in with some swagger and he came in with all the confidence in the world. I think he has been humbled enough to like say, hey, I can take advice from this guy that's been there before, won before, Faced challenges before, you know, dealt with big eagles before. 
But has he though? And that's my I point. believe so. And and this is not and gonna get proven until the next year. That's it. But I believe that he has like I'm putting myself if I were in those We shoes, all we all admit though, this is make or break. Yeah, oh yes, I will we give you that. We all admit that. Kenny? We I will yeah, definitely. Right, yeah, and, and I mean what do you think about Cliff Kingsbury on here? And and before you answer Kenny, Me? I I'll just add just add on to I believe that Kingsbury and Kimes hands hand in hand. Nah. I, I think so. Uh, yeah, just, you know what? That does fall on kind. That does fall that, on kind. Yeah, because to, to make that switch at the same time as you get the number one. Yep. And like that I, was uh, a package deal. I um, uh, shout out to um uh, uh, sports ninety eight point seven sports Arizona sports. They're a good place. They went ahead. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say exactly who, but they said you don't give a 14 year old kid the keys to the Lamborghini. And there that's and you know what because we don't know if he can't handle the car, or he just don't know how to drive. You yeah. know, and it's it's I don't know, Kenny. Like I was asking, <clears throat> what do you think? I think that uh, excuse me. I think that King's <clears throat> God. Oh my God! I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> I think that Kingsbury has. Um, I'm getting choked up about the Cardinals. That's what it is. Man, that's <laughs> uh, what no, it is. I'm just, yeah, I'm just really Yeah, sad. we're all disappointed. Um, no, I think that, uh, I mean, Kingsbury has one more year. And and if I were him, I'd be, I'd be searching around for people that can take some of my workload off. Because, like, I don't think that – I think Kingsbury would be a great quarterback coach. I do. I, I – and I don't think it was a bad move to get rid of God, I'm, Wilkes. That's his name. I, I don't think it was a bad move to get rid of Wilkes because I didn't like what Wilkes had to bring. Like, I didn't. Like, he, I mean, you know, gracefully enough, he brought us Kyler Murray. But um, I, I just wasn't a huge fan of the hiring of Wilkes. But so I'm not going to shit on the fact that, like, yeah, we got the number one overall pick and then we brought in a quarterback that believed – or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, a coach that believed in the quarterback that we were going to pick. Like, I don't think that that's bad. But at the same time, I think it was almost ill-advised. I think it was like a knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, this guy said he would pick Kyler, Kyler Murray number one overall any day, so we're going to bring him in to justify the pick. Um, and I don't think he's been awful. I think he's – he. I mean, really – I mean, we, he, he has had some flashes of brilliance, but um, he also shows how wet behind the ears he is in a lot. Like our screenplays are probably the worst in the NFL. Yeah. Like, you, uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody could disagree with that. Like our screenplays get us nothing. It's almost always negative yardage, if not a yard or two. Um, and it's not our, it's not our fucking receivers. No, because I mean, we, receivers, we have the tools to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Our, Christian Kirk is a great wideout. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best in the game. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get on the Andy Isabella conversation again. No, but no, no, he, but, but, but we done. have two running backs that are great at catching the ball, so. Yeah, and and who knows what's going to happen with Drake, but um, it's, you know, it, we need somebody that can get in there and be like, you know what, that's not the best move right here, or let's improve this play because so let's it's be honest not about working. It. Um, let's, so th- – Basically, where we're all going is um, Cliff Kingsbury's not the guy. No, we did not say that. Again? I didn't hear that. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury's not the guy. No, I, that will be proven after this year. 
And we'll see that because, like you said, I'll, and I agree with you, it is a make it or break a year. So I'm not ready to say that Cliff Kingsbury is not the guy, but this is definitely right. a year for him to prove it. Well, he's, he's yeah. had he will, chances. And uh, that well, was one thing, you know, having a guy that you had already had, had, though. Bro, like we were a game away from the playoffs this year. Come on. Ah, two well, games. That's, two games, really. I mean, let's well, be honest. When, when you, you had think two about chances it, to lock up the playoffs. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was one game because you could have still done it. Two at, at games the end. to lock up the playoffs. And, and, and I mean, hey, guess what? We had, we had Strebler as the QB in our last game. So if Kyler Murray was healthy, <laughs> that's a different story. We had. So, uh, we might have been. Hey, uh, you know, a little bit off topic, but not really. <laughs> I, I told Jeremy earlier this week that the Cardinals can face any coach in the NFC. I know we have a tough division. Any coach in the NFL. As long as he's the starting co- the, the the starting QB, we cannot face backups. <laughs> if he's a backup, if he's a backup, guys, we're fucked. Yeah, you guys are in trouble. If if he's a backup, you guys are in trouble. But uh, you know what though, the they Cardinals. In the coaching room, they're like, "Did you watch tape?" And they're like, "Nah." You got, wait, who, wait, what backup? I didn't know they had a backup. His name's Wolford? What kind uh, of name is that? We're going to take you know him what, off though, on the first play. You guys watch. go ahead and, uh, <laughs> you know, you guys got a lot of defense coming back. You guys got, I mean, Fitzgerald's coming back. Uh, this, you heard it here first. Speaking into existence. Yeah, that's, yes. Hey, you know how I do. Yeah, no, Fitzgerald's coming back. For he sure. is coming back. Um, I hope he and uh, Kyle Murray develop a little relationship and it go ahead and happen. Uh, they already have yeah, a no, good relationship. Uh, Playoffs are, but no, they don't actually. They actually, they don't. I, I heard that they do. Nah, they don't. Not on the field. That's the problem. Uh, it's got to translate on the field. Yeah, it has to make it on the field. Man. They could be why, best of friends, would, but okay. So, so that brings up an interesting question. Five hundred touchdowns. come back. Uh, because he wanted to be a part of something special, and you know what? Yeah, he felt like he felt like he can still contribute. Maybe he doesn't seem like the type to to take a paycheck because he wants to be there. Like he he probably got a, enough money. That's what I just, just said. Yeah, I know. who he is. No, I know but, that like, it has nothing to do with money. How, just, how it, he felt like why he would you come back? He did not have a good relationship with your quarterback. No, no, we're not saying he doesn't have a good one. It's just that like he he needs to get better chemistry on the field because, like I said, you could be best friends off exactly. the field, but if you don't have that on field chemistry, which they obviously don't, they are not always on the same page. Like well, that, that is something yeah. different. Mind so, you, he only, be, bro, he had be below, he had below five touchdowns, uh, 500 yards this season and below five touchdowns. I mean, bro, for the way he plays in a slot, I mean, I know he's slow, but he's so easy at running routes. He's able to get that separation. He's that easy but check down. Strong. Just go yeah, over there. Just you know, give, yeah. give it to him. Yeah, get and, get and those easy five strong. yards. Yeah, so but, I just, but are we are we seriously like are we seriously blaming that on Kyler? That's that's poor. That's poor. No, 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 not by. not not by Kyler. I'm saying about their chemistry. Yeah, no. because Kyler's a great but, quarterback. But, I mean, how, how, how is that not chemistry though? I mean, like that's the thing that I that I'm having an issue with. Because he doesn't well, I mean, see him on the field. Is, is, is I mean, there's no. He's that doesn't mean that Kyler Murray and, and that doesn't mean that Murray and Fitzgerald don't have chemistry. That just means poor play calling. That's well, I mean, the reason that, that's why Larry Fitzgerald came back this year is because he saw what Kyler Murray could bring, and he believes in Kyler. But and he never so, got the ball. Well, he, that, that's he, what I'm saying. That that's that is a part of it. Well, if he doesn't touch the ball, but who, whose fault is that? Yeah. Well, okay. But even even afterwards, like like you said, it, it, it's not so much the play calling because play calls. You go. You have your first, second, third, fourth option. At some point, you get to Larry Fitzgerald, and most of the time, he's open. 
He might only give you two, three, four, five yards. You know, there was that small little gain in the slot, but he's open or he can get open. And and but he just he doesn't calling, go baby. there. That's play calling. And, that's and play calling. but every that's, play that's goes Tyler down Murray to it. To his, well, no, that's the quarterback that, not seeing him on the field though. That's what I'm saying. Like the quarterback. I I, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. There was a lot of times that you saw Larry Fitzgerald open, but I guarantee you the coaches were calling going for the deep ball. Well, that's what I'm saying is that if it's not there, there was a two, three, four, five. And as far that's as you cool. want to keep going for the deep ball, sometimes it's obvious that it wasn't. It was just not going to happen. But it, but it, but what I'm asking is, is that kind of Murray's fault though? No, not completely. If, if co- Obviously, if, if, not if completely. If the coach is barking, if the coach is barking in his ear saying we need the deep ball, but everybody knows that Larry Fitzgerald is a like an elite short pass player. I mean, like he can he can turn a yeah. three yard play into a into a twenty yard play. We've all seen it. He's well, strong. Anymore. He knows how to stretch the ball. I don't but, know if like, he can do that anymore. I, I mean, I, I he think can he, get in I there. think he does. I, I think he does. But I, but I get he, I get know, what you're saying. Yeah. He, yeah, he he can stretch the ball more than I think better than pretty much any receiver in the NFL. Like the way that he can hold the ball in one hand and be tackled and still extend his arms on a third like, and two, and then he catches yeah. the ball at the line. Oh no, he's good. He's getting the sticks. Yeah, that's for sure. No, the way you made that's it sound what, like that, is, that's um, is let's be honest about it. He doesn't have yak in him anymore. He has he is. He's he's not a yeah, runner he, anymore. He, he doesn't break it. tackle. Yeah, yeah, no, he. But no, if you get him, he's he's one of those for sure guys that like. Yeah. Hey, it's it's second and five. Just get five yards and turn around. That's always going to be him. And that's what we're trying to say yeah. is like he missed a lot of those chances this season with Kyler Murray, and that is a lot to do with play calling. But at the same time, that has to do with the eyes on the field. You have to look I, at yeah. all three, right? And that's why Kyler Murray is getting better and sure. better. You know, right, but all, yeah. but both of these problems can be fixed with that veteran offensive coordinator, and that's I, I, that, that, I that's I, I think we you know we can funny? all agree. And I guess I guess at the at the tree of it, that's where it goes, right? Well, I guess uh, we can yeah. all agree uh, a veteran offensive coordinator, uh, Eric Benemy. Maybe he's a little bored of the of winning Super Bowls, <laughs> the Cardinals, but uh. No, you know, getting a uh, getting a, a veteran offense coordinator to help uh, adjust um, Cliff Kingsbury in the NFL, yeah, no, that would do great, I think, because I don't, I'm yeah. I, as as an Eagles fan, I, but I live out here. Everybody knows I'm out here. I've been out here sixteen, gonna be seventeen years, guys. Seventeen years. Look at you, you're a native. Nice. Yeah, I've been out here long enough. You know what I'm saying? When and, are you gonna uh, get that tan? Hey, 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 hey. I don't want to hear about tans, bro. I'm like whiter than paper out here right now. Hey, do y'all even get sun out there? Hey, yeah. Hey, all right. So real quick, Colorado. I was in. I was there watching my nephews. We was chilling out. It was like twelve in the afternoon. We were catching football. Right, I was playing with my brother and my kids because uh, he was uh, Colorado Springs. Went ahead. I was like, hey, I'm going to take a nap. I'll see you guys later. I lived in the basement. Uh, took a big nap. Woke up at like 6, 7 p.m. Three fucking like feet of snow. <laughs> just just everywhere. Snow all over the place. Colorado does I'll believe not three inches. Like nah. in, the, in, in the time of a nap? Come on. It was, bro. Kenny, three inches or three feet? Six hours. Six, Six hours. seven hours. Not three inches. Come on. Six, seven hours, bro. If that. 
You're you know, exaggerating. There's mountains. There's literally. <sighs> Kenny, am I tripping? Did you say three feet? He said three feet. I want to make that clear um, on air. He said three feet. What 30 time inches. Were, what time of the year were you out there? <laughs> uh, shit, when was it? Uh, I, I stayed a full year. All right, so All right. one well, day in a random be... year. Yeah, one day in a random year. Yeah, it could have been. Ah, yeah, it's not three feet. Bro, I, there's mountains. <laughs> oh, in six God. hours? Anyway. No, uh, I've so, been through a blizzard in Flagstaff, and that it, never happened. No, <laughs> so, you, anyway. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I spent my God. entire day fucking shoveling in a, in a blizzard, so I don't so, want to hear about it. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, yeah, no. Offensive coordinator. Nope, that'll fix it. That'll fix a lot of problems. Year three, make it or break yeah. it, right? Yo, yo, we agree on that. That's make it. Year three, make it or That's break it. it. Offensive coordinator, ladies and gentlemen, we right. apologize for going off topic a lot. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> but, say uh, that, that, that's that's uh, the perfect no. way to end it. Uh, Offensive no, coordinator fixes guys. everything. <laughs> All right, I mean, we just got a couple of more quick things to get through. Uh, Kenny, we still got you, right? Yeah, I'm here. All, All right. right, so uh, guys, let's get from from you know the, that cold weather conversation to one of the hottest teams in town right now. Phoenix Suns has turned it around, and they've been going off on a tear lately. Had a little hiccup here and there, but right now they up there doing good. Let's start with that sweep of the Mavs. Jeremy, what are you going to tell me about those just just those two, those two games? And against and and again, every single time we play is going to come up with Aiton versus fucking Luca. I love it. I love tell it. Tell me and real let them know. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, we always jump in. On Phoenix Suns news because we love the Phoenix Suns, and um, you know what? We love the Phoenix Mercury too. We'll get to that, man. Wow, well, you're gonna get to that? Yes, it's I here. Wanna, I wanna. I got it. All right, well, Mavs games. <sighs> yeah, because we love the Phoenix Mercury. But anyway, Mavs, Aiden, Luka Doncic. It's always gonna be the pick. Yep. Luka, Luka Doncic was number two. He. Was actually our coach, Igor, coached him. And yeah. he decided, no, we're going to go with Aiden. They went ahead and went with Aiden. Te- I mean, technically number two because he eventually went. Completely different. No, go ahead. No, no, it was no, a safe was, pick. Go ahead. It was the safe pick because honestly, it was the only sitting pick in my that. car. Well, let's be honest about it. Aiden was the guy. He Every, was I mean, if you were. Oh. Living in Arizona, Aiden was the guy. Everybody was I mean, no, no, but we've been through this ad nauseum, but keep going with your point. Hey, Danny. All right. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. Get it going. Get it going. No, you were going out with, no, with right. Luca and the exactly Aiden. Point. Aiden oh. is getting it going. Aiden has went ahead, I believe. Wait, is Aiden undefeated? Aiden and, uh, He's eight and one. Eight and one. Eight and one against Luka Doncic. And you know what? He continues to dominate. He's getting better and better. Watching him play, he's starting to fix those holes that we all have issues with. The way how he dominates the floor. The way how he's starting to get more involved with the rebounding. Without get up in the paint and grab that fouled. rock. Yes. He's not getting fouled, bro. He is not getting five fouls in the first half. He is <laughs> handling business. Everybody watching is so happy for him. I mean, let's be honest about it. The last couple games, we were missing D, uh, D Book. We missed D Book for a lot. Campaign. We're missing. Can, hey, can I? Can, Sarich. 
can we get into how much of campaign like has he's been missed, yes, right? So much. He's oh, been my missed that he's not solidified his spot sitting at the point guard position. Oh, without a doubt. Behind CP3, yes. I know. Yes. I, Kenny, isn't it always good to have a a, a a solid second line? Just you know what I'm saying, coming into the game? Oh yeah, of course. I mean it's it's all about depth in every in any sport. And 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 on on the subject of Aiden, like we've shit on him a lot on this podcast, and it's it's unfortunate because I mean he's 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 still a kid, um, but the CP3 edition uh, has has made this. I it's 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 so tough to say like oh thank you Chris Paul like you you fixed our Aiden problems you you you've healed the wound but holy but, shit has right? he not right hey has, but. has he not been the fucking driving force and the the number one outspoken person saying i'm gonna make this kid a star because and we, what is we the know point that i drive be. home all the time i wanted chris paul last year he and i say, tell you guys he this, did say that all the time yeah chris paul yeah. and and this is and I, I and i'll admit it, i told him he was crazy with his contract with uh, that he signed up there that, that we took over like i told him he was absolutely crazy and this is and, and this i just is the don't point think that uber has been that no go ahead i'm go sorry ahead. go ahead no no finish with your, uh uber oh. yeah no uber uh, uh other than the uh and and i want to say this real quick very happy for uber Last uh, I yesterday, think it was two yesterday, yesterday, he went ahead and put up a career high forty points, 40. seven from ten from three. But other than that, Kenny, he's been extremely yeah. inconsistent, right? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say. I mean, like Uber, like he, we all know what he can bring to the table. I mean, was, uh, all Suns fans were pissed that he left. I yep, I was, um, uh, I was one of them. I got a, I still have his jersey. Yeah, and but the thing is, like, we don't know how how committed Ubre was to the Valley. That's one thing. And, and so that's like, like how, how pissed would, would Suns fans be if he had stayed a little bit longer and then left for free in free agency. Right. But you know, what? Uh, yeah, he but, but it, it, I guess it, that would all depend on the year that he had. So like right now he had a terrible start for his golden state career. What if he had that start with the Phoenix, with the Phoenix Suns this, this, uh, this year, we would not we be having this. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't get shit, and so that's why I'm saying, like, you pull that trade, and any yeah. any day of the week, you pull that trade. And the balls and for for him to pull off that trade, knowing he was probably the most popular player. I know Devin Booker is our best, but if you think Valley White, the most popular that brings that spark, he literally brought the name Valley Boys to the Valley. For him to let yeah. to for uh, for uh, Jones to let him go in that trade, that that took some balls too. He's a fan favorite. Well, yeah, I mean, well, and that's the thing though is like. Um, Ubre was a tough loss, but at the same time, like we've we've seen that, like on you know, I mean he 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 has shown inconsistency in the past, and he he's shown it this thus far this year. Yes, and yeah, I I don't I don't blame Suns fans for being like you know like what the fuck like you know you're you're trading away the original Valley Boy, but but. At the same time, like, dude, this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime trade. Like, you know, like, hey, yeah, we will give you CB3, but you need to you need to give us what we want. And it, it's funny because, like, it didn't end up working out that way. Uh, but it was it was something that needed to push the deal over the edge, and and that's what happened. And and so, like, bringing in CP3 and his experience as a Hall of Famer, like, 
bringing in first his ballot. experience. Yeah, first ballot easily. Uh, bringing in his experience, I don't care how old he is. Again, we, we talk about this ad now as the basketball players. doesn't really matter how old they are. They can still play um, as long as their conditioning's right. And the the thing that you bring in is the intangibles that, that he brings. And his, like things that are not measured like stats-wise, like he puts up stats, no, no problem. I mean, we've seen that the last. I mean, his entire his entire career as a son, he puts up stats. But his intangibles, like that fucking, I, I still go back to that interview where we won a game and he was fucking pissed about we, how we close talked it about was. this yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this earlier. That's what you fucking need. Yes, to be you need a that fucking, kind of leader. Yeah, exactly. And so, and and the fact that he has taken DeAndre on, uh, Ayton under his, I almost called him DeAndre Ante. <laughs> DeAndre Ante. I was going, uh, <laughs> uh, going Ante Ross with DeAndre Ayton. The fact that he's taken DeAndre Ayton under his wing, which is so funny to think about if you think about that, like, like DeAndre <laughs> Ayton towers over him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the fact that he's taken our, that just shows you, Chris Paul's mentality is like, I'm going to save this, the city. They, they, they spent a first round draft pick on this kid and I believe in him and he hasn't really proven it. No, no, no not I'm first going, round, a first overall. Yeah. Not just, that's what, not yeah, just, that's what I yeah, meant. That's what round, I number meant. one, number one, you know? Yeah. Number one, yeah. they spent a number one overall pick on this kid and he hasn't produced the way that they want, but I believe in him. I'm going to be fucking hard on him. I'm going to be his dad. Yeah. I'm gonna sit here yep. and I'm gonna fucking yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn him into the player that he wants uh, that he that he can be and, yes, and we've seen that DeAndre Ayton is a completely different player this year so I'm I'm pumped for the Suns and you know what we are happy to see that speaking of uh, the Suns they went ahead and did what they were supposed to do they knew what they yep. had to do tonight and they handled business they played the Pistons today is uh, February Friday fifth two thousand twenty one and they manhandled them one hundred nine ninety two. It was. It wasn't even close. There was never a chance where people thought that the Pistons were going to win. You're supposed to win that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know and, what? And, and that's you know what that's part of that happened game. earlier in the season when they exactly. were supposed to win the first game. They were up by. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like 18 points in that game. Yeah. No, they were up. Yeah, we watched the game. Points. Was it 18? And, I, and, it and was, they, I think it was bigger than that. And they just, I, it was bigger than that. Was it the 21 point game? It, I think it was 23. 23. That sounds we familiar. Were watching it. Remember? We yeah, were we were watching that game. And then. You called it. You you called the third quarter, and then I Live called by the, the fourth three quarter. And died, died by, the, by three. the three. And you know what? We should have handled that. But at the same time, I want to give the Pistons credit. They've beaten the Lakers. They've beaten Philadelphia. They've beaten Boston. They've uh, they've beaten the Suns. I forget who else they beat, but they've beaten some pretty good teams this year. So uh, shout out to them. But unfortunately, they're only five and seventeen. The Suns went ahead and got a game, uh, bring us up to twelve and nine, and uh, yeah, no, that's 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 another win for us. Let's go ahead and handle that. Yeah, and, and yeah. It's, it's again, Aiden. He only had eight points tonight against the Pins, Pistons, but another double digit double digit rebound game, that. and that's what we want. Thirteen points and, that, and thirteen, 13 rebounds. rebounds. I'm sorry, thirteen and he, and he rebounds, had that, and, and that's, that's what, what, what he's been doing. That, that rebound yet. game, get and those. Great. One thing I've been uh, stressing immensely, unfortunately, we are missing Dario Sarge, but uh, my buddy, the uh, Frank the Tank, is go ahead and handling business. 15 points. Oh, five my God. Yes, seven, but, but at what position? Four. 
He was, oh. I mean, I, and this is true. This is true. That, I, I'm I, hoping. I, I love for, Frank honestly, Kaminsky. The way, the way that this, uh, we weren't able to watch the game tonight, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen. We are bringing. Well, I mean, this, we're uh, recording right we're now. We're bringing you this great and lovely content. That's why you know we yeah. weren't able to watch the game. But uh, it looks like uh, he started the game tonight. It looks like he was. Uh, yeah, no, it looks like it went to Aiden Kaminsky, Bridges, Booker, and Paul. Oh, he did start, and that's oh, what it's shit. looking like. I, it looks like hey. he was in the four position that we want. What's up, Kenny? Mikael Bridges is the most underrated player on the Suns. Oh, yeah, I, I said, I said I last week he is clo- he is closer to if, if everything was fair. Love him. He would be closer to an All Star ballot than Booker. Ah, true. Because the way he's played, I, I, I mean, so. the, the defense. Obviously, is Booker's amazing. missed some games. Yeah, but due to that, with uh, with Mikael's play, his defense especially. But then again, he he is that like I don't want to call him a D and three, but he sure. he can go inside. He no, he's that's just exactly what he's a D and three, and that. And but but I, style, I don't want to call him that because he, he can, can go, go inside. inside. That's but it. But you know what though? Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We went ahead and lost that game the other day by twenty two points. Against well, that was the, my uh, other thing that Pelicans. I want to put. And you and I talked about it. The Suns have a knack for making players shine. Zion Williamson was not having his best year. He's not having. A you no. know explosive time the way that we thought that we he would and it just comes to show once he plays the Phoenix Suns we make players like that shine. Well, he's quietly yeah. having a great season. I think he's shooting fifty eight percent from field goal with like I think twenty four points. Who, Williamson, yeah, yeah. Williamson, yeah. yeah, no, he's shooting like fifty eight percent from field goal. They think he's shooting like he's like twenty four twenty five points a game. Uh, like seven rebounds. He is having a decent season. No, but, but it, 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 did he come in as a decent quote unquote player? No, he came in as a monster. And that's and and that's my point. He He's there. Ain't never live up to that LeBron James hype. And that's uh, that's one thing that we I think we can all agree on that because I don't know about you, well, but of I, course I watched LeBron James first game and he he literally I didn't know he was a rookie. He well, made his presence known. What did he do to that? Undeserving Cavaliers team, like he brought them all up. Yeah, and he made everybody. Well, I mean, it's almost unfair. It's Zion. almost unfair to compare, compare anybody to LeBron James. But I know, and but you know what? That that's what. But they that, were was compar- the that was the comparison. That was the comparison. That was the yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I don't think he was uh, for us to get draft blown analysts. out by like twenty-two points a game. Uh, yeah. By, you know, uh, no, that definitely wasn't a game that we should have lost. That should have been. The uh, what was what were well, you I mean, on the two we, game? We we, we gave we, we gave up to Zion once and we gave up twenty eight points, another eighteen to Lonzo Ball. I mean, we just for some reason we get players like that against us and we let them shine. And what's crazy is Lonzo Ball's on the trade block. I mean, he's, yeah. he's they're asking about him. I mean, Phoenix I has been on that like trade block. Tra- uh, we don't talks. want him anymore. I I think we're done. I think we. No, but but I like personally. I don't want him either. But like yeah. the Phoenix Suns, they're always in that conversation with uh, Lonzo with Lonzo Ball. Ball. Oh, that's terrible. I don't, I don't, I don't like hey, it. I, I like Lamelo so far though. Well, I mean, I yeah, if we were to be able to have him, I'll take him any day. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll take, we'll no, take no, the younger I'm not, brother. I'm not. I'm not talking about the acquiring him. I just. I, on the ball topic, I think Lamelo looks really good. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah, the little brother's been. Playing he's always well. been the best. The, the youngest has always been the best. I don't yeah. know if he's always been the best. I'm not gonna lie. Growing, uh, I think it was like six inches in like one year definitely helps life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Just ask Anthony right. Davis. Uh, yeah, you know this, this guy. <laughs> yeah, but but getting back to the Suns, I think that uh, I I mean twelve and nine. I mean it's not 
it's not great, but at the same time, like, I mean, this is probably the most promise that any Suns team over the last 10 years has had. Oh, without a doubt. And, and, and uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I, I was just saying, I mean, uh. no, goal number one is to keep Booker. And if you keep Booker happy, then the Suns stay relevant. And, uh, yeah, no, let's be honest about it. Uh, it's been very quiet in that arena, unfortunately, because of everything that's been going on. But, and this, I mean, this just, this literally just puts the cherry on top of the Sunday. I mean, Danny, you want to give the big news? There's going to be fans in the oh, stands on Sun Sunday. The Suns and the Super Bowl share a great day together. Danny, go ahead and give them the details. All right. Well, one of the things that just makes it great to be a Suns fan and a sports fan all together is that we get to enjoy both in the same day. The Suns are going to play 12 o'clock against the Celtics. And that's the first time the Suns are going to allow fans in the stadium. There is going to be, I believe, 1,500 tickets Complimentary tickets given to healthcare workers around the valley. Oh, they so deserve it. They are they are gonna be the first to be able to see that new arena, that new project two oh one in there. Like trying to uh trying to get get up in there and uh for for all of the new uh quit touching my <laughs> push the button. There it is. Yes, to all the healthcare workers. That was me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was all me. I'm all learning right. how to produce. There we go. But no, not yet. Uh, what the fuck was that noise? They're gonna be able to be the first to 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 get in there. And uh, gentlemen, I have uh, uh, humble brag. I have taken a uh, tour of that uh, Project Two One New Arena, uh, bro. It is beautiful. Those SOB. seats are amazing. They got the suites are. First class, you know, there's different parts of the stadium, obviously different prices, but like the, the, the whole arena, there is not a bad seat in the arena. The bar that they like promoted, that is going to be the biggest sports bar in Arizona. It is beautiful right down the middle into the intercourse. You'll be able to walk right into the game after enjoying a good pregame beer. The entire place is State of the art. I cannot stress how this enough. Have, how many times have you this, been there? This, this it sounds just like you been, went every day. It has been amazing. Trust me. Oh trust my me. god! And so I'm very, very proud of our Arizona healthcare workers. They're going to be the first to experience it. I just hope it's with the win. They are going to be able to like do all that. And then, of course, the Monday afterwards is the first time that the Phoenix Suns fans are are going to be able to buy seat uh, tickets. Uh, yes, some of them do go to see the ticket holders. Of course, the beginning, they get a first dibs, yep. but you can go to all your major networks, you know, the whole ticket masters and all of your other private ticket yeah. buying places. You know, it, it's the luck of the draw. 1500 fans. is not a lot, but when you haven't seen your Phoenix suns for months, it is worth the price of admission. And let's be honest about it. The, uh, the Phoenix suns, they're being very smart about it. 1500 fans aren't a lot, but this is a test. Um, Real quick, we are getting the vaccine out here. The vaccine is hitting a lot of people. People are getting the vaccine. It's making life a lot safer for us. Yes, sir. And, uh, personal opinion. This is not the view of the show or not. This is just my personal opinion. And, uh, yeah, no, I plan on getting vaccine knife so we can go ahead and get back to life. And everybody's loving that. And that's why we're doing fifteen. We're doing 1,500 fans. See how that works out? And I can guarantee you, guys, if you're going to be at that show, if you're going to be at that event, please, please, for the life of you, 
bring a pair of lungs because we're going to need you. They're going to want to. I want you guys to drown out that crappy, 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 artificial crappy, noise. artificial noise. The whole. Ah, let's get that <laughs> crap out of here, guys. I know we can get it done. I know we can feel. Uh, Kenny, how do you feel about getting 1,500 fans in there at first and then uh, seeing how that goes? I think that uh, it's amazing that I think that the Suns are making a great initiative by by putting healthcare workers first. Yeah, I have to. I'm going to do a humble brag myself. I have to thank the Coyotes here, man, because the Coyotes were the first team in Arizona that 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 decided that they were going to allow fans in the in the arena, and uh, I think that that was a uh, a stepping stone for the other teams uh, out there that you know said, hey, if you know if if the Coyotes can do it, we can do it. And, uh, and that was spread amongst the NHL. And I think the NBA kind of, you know, realized, hey, like, hey, we can do this too. And, uh, and I think the NHL has done a really good job with it. And I think the NBA, they took it a step, up, a step above, like, hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to allow fans in, but we're, we're going to, we're going to take care of the people that really deserve it. And yeah, I think and- that, that was a really smart move. No, definitely. And then, of course, uh, just our last shout-out to the staff that works the Arizona Coyote Games because we have said long time before we cover all sorts of sports. We've been in a lot of arenas. The Coyote staff around the arena are the nicest, the most humble, the most helpful, yeah. like just the all-around greatest yeah. staff in general. So Gila River Arena has done a great job of hiring and training great people to, in order to help help us through the, through everything and they are on top of everything yeah. you know safety first they make sure that everyone's have their has their face mask has everything that they need to you know unless you're actively eating or drinking at that moment they make sure that everyone is taking care of not only themselves but everyone around them so great job to that coyotes staff i mean i love i can't wait to get back there i'm hopefully we will be able to get back into that arena this month hopefully and ladies and gentlemen and kicks, so. as you know i just joined season two so unfortunately, due to COVID, I have not been able to uh oh, I can't wait join for the booth. But uh yeah, no, that's just how good they're doing. That's how their measures are going. We're not letting extra people in there. So uh yeah, no, hopefully one day when everything's all good, said and done, I'll be able to make my view there. And, all right. Uh, let's be honest yeah, about you're, it. Uh, would the love press to box see is a different experience. get it done. Yes, sir. And now you did bring something up earlier about the Mercury, and I am going to let you go ahead and start out, start us off with that. So, I don't want to do it. Ah. You, know what? you know what? I don't want to do it because we all know that she she should be here. She shouldn't leave here. She should retire her jersey in the Raptors. She's one of the we, best. Let's put it up right now. Let's do it right, right now because I'll put it in there. Mama sabe how she does, she's great. She's fantastic. Diana Tarasi herself is sticking around. She will stay of Phoenix Mercury two years, $450,000, and we will be able to keep her here and call her a Phoenix Mercury, call her a Valley Girl at two more years. And, I mean, let's be honest about it. I'm so happy about that. She deserves it. Happy to have her. Uh, let's go with y'all, y'all want to talk about goats uh, Y'all want to talk about goats Kenny, Kenny you said you were happy about it right oh, Of course man I mean the Mercury the, the Mercury have been So influential To to Youth sports And, and just showing that it, it doesn't matter 
the gender doesn't matter the the league like it's 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 amazing to see the a powerhouse and 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 such a superstar like a well-known name in Arizona be able to stick around and Diana Taurasi is you know of course is like I would say arguably one of the she's up there with Larry Fitzgerald right like, yes I, sir I, yes like, sir uh, and and oh, Arizona she's in there. I mean I, I, she got rings yeah, she got rings. Mount, exactly. you, y'all like want to talk about Ro- Mount Rushmore of Arizona sports? She got rings, yeah, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. She should be at the forefront. She's 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 amazing, and it's so good. It, it's so good for the Mercury man, like fucking uh, with Brittany and and and, and Diana. It's it's been just it, it it's been such a rewarding experience for Arizona sports fans. Um, and you know, again, just youth sports any, anywhere. Like yes, her just, her like message for everyone, for her message for yeah. for all the kids, especially the little girls out there watching her. Like she, the, the definition. Can, look up this. role model. Look up role model in the dictionary right now, and uh, you're gonna be able yeah. to see Diana Taurasi in there. But yeah. no, no, she she right there. Oh man, what she brings to the sport is just absolutely unreal. I'm so happy to be able to have her for another couple of years. Uh, just uh, you guys, when, when before we started sticks and cakes, I was doing exclusively Arizona Deportiva. While we were in there after a Mercury's game, I was able to interview her post game, and uh, like of course she's the number one target for all reporters. So everyone's around her asking a question. So I decided to ask her a question in Spanish, knowing that she comes from Argentine descent, and. When she responded in Spanish, a couple of her team, I think it was Dewan, Dewana Bonner, that turned around. Like, Diana, you speak Spanish? And, and for me, it was like, like I, I guess she never gets a chance to speak Spanish around her teammates, around, uh, around you know, normal media or whatever. And, like, the fact that she did, she answered all of our questions in Spanish. She is just, like, the, ah, oh my goodness. And like, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's a great person. But my buddy, my co-host, my friend, Danny, is a great person. And I'm pretty sure he rubbed her off with that Spanish charm right there. That's how he <laughs> got her to answer all those questions. And you know what? We appreciate Francis all those questions. No, no. She, she's just so down to earth. She, and she's like. I, we love her here, right? Exactly. Yeah, we like love I her. Said. I've never met her personally. But, uh, no, I've loved everything that she's brought to the WNBA. She's made me respect the game more. All right, now I'll ask you this because I know, and I'm not asking you to compare apples and apples, you know, apples and oranges, you know, having to say the exact same thing. And I know what's been brought up is a very controversial topic and a very made fun about topic, in my opinion. For a player of her caliber, of her resume, of her history, of her talent, of what she brings to an organization in coming into her 17th year. Right. To only make 450k, we can't get it over the two years. It's not a year. We can't she is it. making 200 some odd a year. We both, we both Bro. agree. We both agree that's wrong. We both agree that's yes. Wrong. And I'm not asking her. We pay don't her. have enough. We don't have enough <sighs> time in the show because we've already been. It, it, I, but um, let's be honest. That about is it. that is a travesty. Can to we me. all agree? Uh, Kenny, would you agree on that as well, or what? What would you got? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's fucked up the fact that we have top tier talents out there, top tier athletes out there that just don't get the views that they need uh, in order for them to be funded the way that they need to be. Exactly. But, um, 
There's people just, missing out on prime it's just the reality quantity. of the world. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And then and, and and that's true. There's 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 people, there's sponsorships, there's viewerships yeah. missing out on top quality talent. We are getting there. So that's one of the things I'm saying. Like lately it's been kind of turning a page and I hope we keep going in the same direction. Hey, I'm all about I agree. And, and I agree. you know what? I, I just hope that we 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 we're gonna be able to get that. And I'm not asking for next two years, give us the same as the NBA. No, of course, there's growing pains yet. You no, gotta go not? through whatever. But you know what? Aim for that. You know, these these women deserve all why that. Why can't that be and, the ceiling? Hey, oh that? my goodness. And especially after they gave us after the wobble. Oh my goodness, that was oh, some fucking exciting wobble, right? basketball. Right there, like the Mercury making, like we following through because they made it to the playoffs. But seeing everyone around there, you could see some of the best athletes in the world. Just pay them, girls. Come on, man. You got, you got to make them. You give them some love. Come on, that is exactly. Oh, what they're they giving us right top there. quality talent, man. So yeah. yeah no, with the, that being said, the man, la- the last thing I wanted to touch on on this on this Phoenix Mercury thing is that just lately, uh, uh, uh there's been an article circulating about Brittany Griner about how getting. Her mental health in order has helped her ever since she left the wobble. Obviously, she was going through a very, very tough time in in the past few weeks of the season. Uh, she did leave the wobble early at Phoenix, so Phoenix was still like struggling trying to get in, and they eventually did go into the playoffs right there. And uh, they did it without their star center, you know, their number one draft pick. And uh, so, to, to, there was a lot of questions being asked. And obviously she was going through a tough time. There was some stuff with uh with with her with her father and uh you know some family issues. Yeah, just some going. issues. Yeah. And uh so so and a lot of things that were not being read. And a couple episodes ago I, I told you guys that I had something on Grinder, but I couldn't find the actual information. And I, I still haven't. Like they've either been erased or like they've just been uh unavailable to, to us, but uh, obviously, we we didn't get them, so I'll just give you a gist of it. This is completely, uh, I'm, I can't say off the record because I'm showing it, but these are the rumors that were being that were being thrown around. Was that Brittany Grinder was, of course, having a little bit of substance abuse issues, and that she would bring him around around kids that other players had their families around, and so that was part of the issue that her and Diana Taurasi kind of got into it. You know, kind of got face to face sort of thing because it was a very serious issue going around. And the last rumor that was being circulated was that she would bring multiple partners into the hotel rooms where they were saying that, especially when they were under such scrutiny under the wobble. So that that's a lot of things that and were going this is around. All, in that. And and just to be clear, just to be clear, sticks and kicks. We do not create rumors. We yes. do not fabricate anything. So this is. Uh, can you confirm sources? No, no, that's what I'm saying. That th- th- I was trying to last time that we spoke. That's why I didn't want to. So give you lost. That first you time. lost the information. That was all. Sources. That was all la- lost. I remember what I had read when I first okay. read it before it was erased. And are you 100 percent clear on on what you read? Uh, of what I read, yes, but because I can't confirm sources of who un- said un- understood, it. Understood. Understood. So that but, that is what. So that, what what you what you can in your mind and and what you remember mm-hmm. what you remember. What you're saying in your mind is 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 what you heard and is accurate. Yes. Okay. Yes, that is what that's 100 percent what and, I read. What what was and, and what what we're understanding is that you are you are saying that 
in in no way, no shape or form. You saw or anything, but no, no, no. Of but, course, exactly, exactly. It's but, no non-accusatory, but possible, non-anything possible that, that there, this is that all, there was a, all a shadows abuse, of rumors. Yes, that possibly that there was a substance abuse problem, and there was a uh, a uh, 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 random guest. Problem? Yes, kind of. Yeah, I guess no. you could say it like that. But but uh, that that those were issues that were had towards the end of the wobble. Of course, that was all months ago. And her to come out and admit that there was a lot of problems that were happening in her life. But through counseling, through coaching, through therapy, she was able to work through a lot of that. And now she says she's in the best physical and mental condition of her life. And that is a lot of that is very promising because we see that all the time with athletes that they have these hidden demons yeah yeah and and like they don't talk about and men in general don't get to talk about you know their feelings and this step and i i it might be just the first step to open the door hey athletes need mental help too. take care of their mental state and it's great that you bring that up because uh Kyrie irving actually you know he left the brooklyn nets and everybody thought he was crazy well he was and- missing in action he came back and he, uh, well, he was missing action to us, to the media, to uh, fans. He was missing action. We don't know exactly what was going on, who he was talking to. But, I mean, no, he's come back and he's averaging 30 points per game. And he's made it very clear. Um, he said it multiple times. He said, uh, yeah, no, I just needed to clear my head. And, uh, I mean, Dennis Rodman has done it. Those are, those are, yeah. those are two uh, very infamous, strong cases that we know, but how many other cases that we know about players? There was, and that we don't know about. That's, that's the point. My, that's the other one. There yeah. was one player specifically for the Houston Rockets. I, I forget his name, unfortunately. Um, um, I'm sorry, I forget his name, but no, he made it. He he had uh, the mental stability issues, and no, he he got drafted, but he never really played, and now he's not in the NBA. So no, let's. That mental health is something that everybody should get checked. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we yes, totally agree. Please. And we're happy. There's for no Br- shame in it. Yeah. And that's what we're saying. Uh, as a sports show, we're happy for Brittany Griner uh, being back in there. Yes, uh, sir. Kenny, go ahead. What do you want to add? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll get personal here. I mean, I think that it's something that everybody that knows me well enough knows. Like, I came back from my own issues uh, in regards to substance abuse. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it, it's hard because everybody looks at you as a, as a, as a piece of shit and, and, uh, and don't really know, like, they don't really know the ins and outs of everything. And, uh, you know, there's no excuses to be made, but I feel like the strongest people can, can overcome that and, and, and get past their own insecurities and, it's something that hits really home for me. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this if I didn't mean it. You're like, I don't, I don't think anybody needs to know this about me, but, um, I, I came back from my own shit and it, it made me a stronger person. And I think that anybody that looks down on those people need to, need to check their own reality and, and realize that like we, we all go through different shit and, and some people handle it differently than, than others. And, and it might be just due to the path of least resistance or the, or the way that they were raised. But, uh, and that's not an excuse. Every, anybody that's gone through that will, will tell you it's not an excuse, but it was a path of least resistance. And, and sometimes uh, being under the spotlight um, can intensify that. And so I, I think that 
again, I'm not trying to make it about me, but like that hits on a, on a different level for me. And that's why I'm such a fan. Um, and, and I think that everybody should be given the grace to, to be able to prove themselves again. And, uh, and I, and I think that it's, it's an inspiring story. A lot of people will look at it as, as an asterisk or, or a, a dirty mark. Uh, I think, I think in, all in all, at the end of the day, if you're able to overcome that, oh man, you you're just a different well, of human to me. Yeah, like, that's power. Without without a doubt, and I completely support you in that statement. And and of course, you know what? Always get help. We've all been through it. We all have our personal stories, and you know what? There's no shame in admitting it. So if you guys think you need help, if you just want to talk to someone, do get get a friend or hit us up on sticks and kicks. Fuck it. We'll all talk about it over a beer. We'll talk about sports. We'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Always get help. I would be able to sure, uh, be sure that you guys can talk to somebody. Just don't hold it and in. get it and get it out. Yeah, Just yeah never that, hold it. That's in. all we do. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, we're all glad that everybody's able. To, uh, yeah, no, that's actually a great way to end the show. Let's be honest about it. At the end of the day, Agreed. and uh, yeah. yeah, so right, right before we we uh, we all go ahead and kick off. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and play that interview that we promised with Rick Taylor. He was, of course, one of the Phoenix Rising's original. You know, being here for so many years. Uh, and uh, Rick, I, I'm not. I'm not only being. Uh, I wasn't only graced to be able to interview him earlier this week, but uh, we actually went out to the brand new field, the brand new uh, where they're building the stadium at uh, Wild Horse Pass. Oh, and right now, amazing. the two practice squads are in. Oh my goodness! It is beautiful. The grass looks so like envious that well, you just want to get out on that grass right now. Is, is, a, is an amazing place. Yeah, like, uh, if you guys have not been it, out it, there, bro, the, by, the the casino is. Yeah, it's right by the casino oh, over my God. there. Hey, I, I'm honestly, uh, I, I've never met this man, but uh, no, Wild Horse Pass on my own personal terms has been a, a, an amazing experience. I've spent at least, uh, at least I don't know what. Uh, three weekends there and uh yeah no they they owe me so much money <laughs> he, all my he money. said they owe me <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, well they took so much but uh no honestly, no no you lost so <laughs> nah, it was such a great place they the, the the from the clubs to the food to the gambling to just the amazing place it is a great place and yeah i would definitely recommend going to wild horse pass so i can only imagine oh when phoenix I rising only coming to town oh my goodness with phoenix rising coming to town i can just believe the beauty yeah, so we're we are so we're gonna get into that so let's go ahead and play that clip right now Right, and now we have a very special guest on the show. Friend of the show, been here before. He is a diehard Phoenix Rising fan. He is the moderator of Phoenix Rising Talk. You guys all know him. He obviously knows you based on everything that you guys post on his uh, page every single day. Mr. Rick Taylor. Rick, thank you for coming. How you doing, man? Thank you very much for inviting me. I love it. All right, man. And uh, we are here, uh, first of all, uh, celebrating the beginning of Black History Month, something that's very important, especially in this day and age. Uh, what, is, what does this month mean to you, Rick? Well, it's Black History Month, which started off back in the uh, early 20s as a Negro Day. But um, it has uh, evolved into a very important uh, holiday or, or a month right, of celebration. And for me, uh, as a black American, it's really, really important to understand that their contributions been made uh, and we need to celebrate that. Yes, and and not just and we're not obviously just talking sports, but in yeah. in general in this country, like 
this uh, this country literally could not have been built without the African American community. And you know, we can do, we can spend a whole two hour long episode uh, just talking about that. But uh, we're ju- we're just gonna have. Little, little little piece of that history, just focusing on on sports in general. Sure. Um, it has not they have not always been recognized. I mean, just recent, just this past year, MLB is starting to use uh, the stats and everything recorded in the Negro leagues. Like none none of that counted towards it actual stats. Was used before. I remember. I think the biggest thing that they did was when on uh, African American Month or Black History Month. Um, when all of the Major League Baseball teams wear 42. Yes. Um, obviously, that's for Jackie Robinson. And, you know, when they did that, I just thought, wow, this is a huge, huge step. And, um, you know, perhaps one day we'll, uh, we'll see the NBA wearing, you know, Kobe yeah. or, or something like that. And, and we'll see football players for the African-Americans that played in that league. So, you know, just recognizing it. Is important uh, because that used to never get talked about. But yeah, they're they're uh, using the Negro League stats, and they're you know where before that wasn't they didn't think that well that didn't count. But yeah, and then, then now now it does, and you see you see stats of the greats uh, now starting to come forward, and you're going to see a lot more recognition of them. And uh, just recently, you know, great legend passed away this past few weeks is uh, Hank Aaron. Home run king who who definitely left his mark on the sport, you know, as he as did, a uh, lot of athletes came out and uh, shared what he meant to them. And so, I mean, I remember that day. I was in fifth grade, and uh, we talked about it. It was just huge. And um, when he came back, you know, what I thought was really cool was everybody wanted to be Hank Aaron. There was a candy <laughs> bar named after him. Do you know? There's a little trivia. No, I did not. There's what? It's called Old Henry. What? Oh, Henry. Okay. Yeah, it's a candy bar. It's like it was kind of a, like a nutty Snickers bar, more more nuts. Okay. But um, yeah, and uh, they used to sell it on TV uh, as you know, oh Henry, you know, as he would Hank Aaron would hit yeah. for a home run, and it was great. They showed uh, Hank Aaron, and another uh, major thing that happened uh, around that same time was uh, right after he broke Babe Ruth's record. Um, it was uh, a commercial. There was a commercial by the Boy Scouts of America because he was an Eagle Scout. Oh, okay. I and, did not know that either. Yeah, I'm and, getting a uh, whole history lesson here today. He came on and said, you know, he, he would list all these accomplishments of all, you know, all these Eagle Scouts. And he said, now, we're not saying that your Eagle Scout will hit 720-some <laughs> you know, home runs, but you never know. There it is. That's and it perfect was, it was marketing. Great, I love it. Great commercial, and I'll never forget that. And you know, I said, "Mom, I want to join the Boy Scouts." You know, yeah. and, that's, <laughs> and that's what it's about. You know, they are there to be an example. Hey, there's someone like me that has achieved a whole bunch of things, and and that's what it was. And the importance of that is definitely not understated uh, this day right now. Now you see more and more athletes taking a stand. Of course, the most famous example is Colin Kaepernick, who was pretty much the catalyst, who was, you know, brave enough to just start it. There was no one else doing it. So he was a, you know, I I don't want to say he broke barriers, but he he took a stand in the form of taking a knee. He was a pioneer. And yes, that is a perfect word. He did the thing that people did not want and people, you know, criticized him probably even still to this day, except for, you know, lately in his, in, in our 
recent history. A lot of minds being changed. That, you know what? You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you complained about him then, but then now you see this happening and you see this happening. You know, well, maybe CK was, wasn't doing mm-hmm. something that was so out of the... I mean, when Rosa Parks sat and yeah. would not give up her seat, you know, there were a group of people that took umbrage to that. They mm-hmm. were very upset about that. But now we look at that as... It's not that big of a deal, but it was a big deal. At the time, yeah, because no one else was doing it. Nobody else was doing it. At the time, the status quo was you listened to what, what you, you did, what you were told. Correct. And that's, that's just what, what happened. So, yeah, these, these uh, pioneers, perfect word that you call them, uh, paving the way for more people to do it. And even to this day, still, they're still being told, you know, the famous line, shut up and dribble, you know, and uh, things like that. I don't pay you to do anything but entertain me, so you don't need to make political statements. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we all know that's BS, and we all know that that pretty much has, has no place in society. I'm glad to see that's slowly starting to get weeded out of, of all, all forms of, you know, society, of, talk sport, of sports talks, radio, TV, all these kind of things, and they're giving them the platform to do. Then It's not happening fast. Fast enough, in my opinion, but I'm glad these athletes, you know, happening. that uh, that are taking a stand and they're continuing to doing that. So, I mean, I, I think Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson, I think they'd be they'd be proud today. Yes, they would. And, you know, there's there's still more room to, to do things. And it's not, you know, we're, we're celebrating Black History Month this month, but there's other months where we celebrate other things, too. And that's important to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I love celebrating the diversity. We don't have to be what I call a melting pot or what is known as a melting pot. Yeah, yeah. I think we're more of a fruit salad. Yeah. You know? We've, we're all different. We all have different flavors, but it, it takes us all to make it good. Exactly. And so let's celebrate. A lot of people want to look at things through, you know, black and white. I like you, you are this, you are this, you are this. And we need to pretend that we're not different because we're all the same. Like, no, it's okay no, to be different. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be, you want to celebrate that. Difference. Yes. It doesn't have to be, you know, well, if you like this, you don't like that. Yeah. We call that, you know, binary thinking or Boolean thinking. I think we need to be floating point saying, you know, that's okay. And this is okay too. Why can't they both coexist? Exactly. And uh, you know what? That goes with color, creed, sexual orientation, gender, everything. You know, that just, you don't need to understand it. I think that's the main thing that people, that people don't get. You don't need to understand it. Just respect it. Right. That's it. If you don't get it, if you don't want to get it, if you don't want it a part of your life, if you don't. You don't have to participate. And, And I would also throw in, and you don't have to criticize it. Yeah, that too. I mean, you know what? It, it, it's okay to not agree. It's okay to disagree, but there's no need to criticize. Exactly. Now, one thing that we all do agree on is this Phoenix Rising team. The team that they're putting together, we're starting to get new players, and we are getting a new home. You, know, you and I, we took a trip down there, and uh, we're starting a fun little project here with the Phoenix Rising. I don't know how deeply we can get into it right now, but I mean. <laughs> but they laid out the pitch, and we got to see the pitch. And uh, it's it, looking it really looks nice. beautiful. It it's looks so good. Really nice. And we're trying. It's kind of like I think we were talking about. You know, when you when you buy a home and you get the land out there, yeah. you watch them build it from scratch. You're like, oh, well, what do you think that is? And where do you think it's going to go over there? That looks like the bedroom here, the the bathroom over here. You know, the foundation <laughs> set in. Thinking, well, okay, so there's the parking lot. Okay, so the stadium's going to be. It's going to be this way. And oh, we were getting excited. And so they're going to be done. I guess the season starts in. Yeah, so they got a so good three, four months of, uh, you know, hard work. Like, hard you got to get it done. And Serious. 
I, I, I think they can do it. I think they're on a, on a good timeline, especially because if you look a month ago, there was nothing there. So out of, uh, out of everything that's been going on, you know, you got the footprint in, the pitches, both practice pitches looking amazing, oh, the clubhouses that are there. Clubhouses uh, there. One yeah. thing that we, that we did see while we were out there is uh, because it's so close to that golf course over there, we got uh, some, uh, some geese. Down, geese. And, uh, you know, some, uh, <laughs> for, for those golfers out there, they know that uh, golf course animals, they, they don't like being pushed around. <laughs> they, they, were, they were out there taking over their domain. So I mean, we we might see some geese flying around. Like we would always joke around with the uh, with the last stadium that we had uh, close to the two hundred two McClintock that we would always have a flyover every day. In the, so I think that's going to continue. But now we're just going to get see a bunch of geese. geese going over <laughs> that uh, that V V. v all in their V formation. The V formation <laughs> overhead for every uh, for every Phoenix Rising uh, victory right there. So hopefully they don't dump on anybody. Or we're <laughs> gonna have a whole bunch of people with guns out there hunting. Like we're gonna be. <laughs> Arizona's a big hunting state, yeah, so we are a huge hunting state <laughs> and open carry. So, <laughs> uh, what are, what are you most excited about for for this new for this new I project? Am, I am I'm excited about all of it. Actually, I mean every little piece of this club. We've got you know classy coach we've got the front offices is is classy the the supporter groups are passionate the 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 fans love the players the players are you know humble yep and you know all of that just makes a great recipe and so you know i i think you know opening night is just gonna be huge you know everybody's gonna be excited the new pitch smell yes it's just going to be absolutely fantastic, and and yeah, I'm excited, super, super excited, and and so, and they've redone the uh, groups now. So we used to be just Eastern, Western, and then the top ten teams would uh, qualify for the playoffs, and now they've now, the, it's the, like regions, yeah, regions. So kind of like what they did for COVID, right? Yeah. So it's, it's like what we're seeing right now in hockey with everyone in their own right. region there, th right there. So I think this is going to be like an experiment year for them, and they're going to see how they like it. Personally, I like, you know, the, the, the old way, of course, of, you know, having 38 games, having, you know, um, playing pretty much the, the field. Yeah, the, the whole, field. The you play the, everybody in the West, but now we don't. We play everybody three times. Everybody in our region, because there's, there's eight teams. Right, so there's 32 total, right, or 36? I can't remember. There's 30 some odd teams, and we're going to have eight groups, and so we're going to play each team. I think three times. I think it's three, and then the top two qualify for the playoffs in each of the the groups. So um, it'll be good. I mean, it'll probably be the same teams that we played uh, for last weird season. Um, and so we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm. Uh, I think it's a, that new. And uncertainty, I think, kind of adds to the mystique, actually. Yeah. That no one really knows, and we're all kind of... So little pieces are still being moved right now right. here and there. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited for all of that, too, and uh, to just to get back out there. And here's hoping, I mean, four months, a lot can happen in four months. You know, this vaccine's rolling out. I mean, there's a small chance, you know, not saying it's going to happen, there's a small chance that... By May, we should... Uh, well, from what we're hearing in the news as of today, um, you know, they should be through group two. So they've got groups one, A, B, and C, and then group two, A, and B, maybe, and then group three, which is general. Mm -hmm. And we should be through that through the summer. So we should, 
my possibly if, capacity. If, if, if they get if they get a hundred million shots in a hundred days, that's a third of our country. Yep. We should be pretty good to go by you know when the season's shitting hard. Yep. And to do that, I mean, we could all do our part. Yep. We can all do our part by Mask continuing up. to stay safe. Mask up. Get your shot. I, I can tell you from someone who's had COVID. I had it in November. It is not fun. And I was one of the naysayers. I will admit it here, you know, in public. I was one of those guys that said, you know, it might be a hoax. I think we're overblowing this. That was me. I was like, nah, this is ridiculous. And um, I got it. And you know what? I'm a believer. I masked up. I mean, even when I would go out, because I didn't know who I would come into contact with. And, and I didn't know how they felt. So I was respecting their beliefs. And so I masked up. I did the hand sanitizer. And I still got it. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll tell you everyone, please, you know, do your part. Get get masked up, get your shot and um, you know, do what you can. And that's definitely going to help us out in order to to beat this as as a people, you know, not just certain groups or no, as a people, as the human oh, race. Get 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 on get on this, you know, protect yourselves, protect your family and loved ones and we'll be able to go ahead and and you know, get Get back to what we love, which yeah, is just fill up the stadium. What was like, the last time you went to just a bar to get a beer without a care in the world? Like, you, I mean, and now what? I think they opened it up to maybe fifty percent capacity. Even then, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, restaurants. I mean, I do. I miss that. I yeah. liked going to the movies. I liked going out to eat. I like going out, and you know, I'm a hugger. You know, I, I get now the hand bumps or fist bumps and elbow bumps. You got the whole elbow that. thing going. On. Yeah, I mean, that's okay, but you know what? No, I'm a hugger. No, I, mean, I like hugging people, and now I can't, and so I miss that. I mean, me coming from a, from a Mexican family, it's right. not just a hug. It's a hug and a kiss, uh, and, every, and it's everybody. Right. like Everybody. You, would, you go, yeah. And, it's uh, the whole family. It's it, it, extended family and friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that that's that's definitely something that was completely weird. It was weird this this Christmas. I mean, just doing doing through Zoom, you know, not being able to be there. But, uh, I mean... This 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 too shall pass. That's that's the best. This too shall pass. I I want to touch on our our visit again to to that stadium because uh, we were out there. We gained gained some good shots. We uh, got this project going going on with the with the Phoenix Rising and Carvana. There was a point where I needed to go back to get more (laughs) more batteries, (laughs) bro. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I was so impressed, man. You. You faked it, but I didn't see it. So as far as I was concerned, you're a marathon man. So he had to run from where we were because I, I thought we kind of parked down the street to the corner. Yeah, it, 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 my mind it was very close. I thought it was. I thought it was like right there in the corner. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so he's going to jog, and then I saw you jogging down the the next street. I'm like, oh wow, we parked way over there. Look at this guy. Oh my god. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know what? I couldn't run that far. Oh, dude. And I started getting winded for you. I was like, I think I have to sit down for him. Oh, my gosh. How far did you run? It was it like when I, when I, when I, in my mind, I thought the same thing. Like, because here's the other side of it. When, uh, when I went, so like just, just around the corner, that's where we parked because we, I, I didn't think we walked that far to get to that last shooting point. But when, uh, when I turned the corner and I saw our two cars, they were so, they were so small, they were so far away. Like, oh, my God. And, and just asked, as I was turning the corner, which was about, 50 feet, maybe 100 feet, like a basketball court size from the corner. 
I already started feeling a little winded. And then when I turned the corner, I saw how much more I had to do. It was... <laughs> It was like it was two, so it, far down. It was like two pitches because it was the the pitch itself, right? Plus right. a couple plus of some, the next one. Yeah, you're right. So it yeah. was like running down the length yeah, of two pitches. Yeah, you and did two football for two pitches because they're longer. Yeah, and then when when I when I when I when I started, I was like, oh my god! And now I got now I'm I'm set. I got to keep going. He's yeah. he's watching me. There, there there was these flaps like covering the fence. So, so it covered him up. So I couldn't. Maybe see. he can't. Even if he walked, I wouldn't have. Stopped. But I was still impressed. I'm like, because when you came back, right? Yeah. So you came back in the car, and I'm like, oh, heck yeah, because there's no way he was going to run <laughs> off. If you would have came back without the car, I would have been, oh, no. Yeah, no, I was, I was not there. Like, I barely, I barely made it. And, I, and because the flap was like, the wind was making it go, go up and down, like you can see through the fence. So I'm like, no, he can probably see me. I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> so pride kept you going. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all it was. And what's, <laughs> I already had my excuse. Like, you know what? It's a lot of equipment. I should get the equipment over to us. It's like, you know what? We shouldn't leave this by itself. So, yeah, I drove back. And oh, yeah. even yeah. on the drive back, it's like, man, that was, that was, that was impressive. You went a long way, man. I am. My hat is off to you. Salute, because that was a long way. And uh, you know what? That that just got got me thinking. You know what? I just I got to get back in because not only not only is are we going to be able to start going back to watching soccer, but leagues are going to be opening up again to start playing soccer. And like I I missed the hell out of playing soccer. I haven't played like on a team in like two years, and so I I need to get back there. That, that's I've that's something out. that was uh, I've aged out. They don't even have a group for my age group anymore. <laughs> no, you got you to go to the Mexican leagues, the Liga Veteranos. The they, Veteranos, they'd stop at like 50. No, they don't. And there's nobody older than 50. No, there's, there, there, are, there are few and far between, and those are the ones that take care of themselves. Okay, yeah. See, there it is. <laughs> so it's, it's fat. It's not that, it's not that they, uh, they, they put the limit on. It's the players themselves. It's a mentality thing. If it they think they can play, is, yeah. they go, they go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm definitely like old enough to be those guys' granddad. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember my my first uh, my first team that I joined had uh, a guy playing alongside us, and his son was like 25, 26, and the dude was like in his 50s, and uh, he was still showing up at something. Like obviously, his son was the was a speedster; he would yeah, go yeah, up yeah. and down the field. But he never took his dad on defense because his daddy was one of the old school. O pasa balón, o pasan mono. Right, right, right. Not right. both of them. No. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's just you know, as the, the older you get, you get more crafty. You get you know oh, yeah. that. Uh, they always say that age and craftiness beats youth and yep. agility. And we've seen that time and time again. Oh yeah. So I mean, that is it's right it's right there, Rick. It's always good talking to you about this because you're not afraid to like just say what what's right. And I feel like right now in this world of, you know, political correctness, people are afraid to speak their opinion anymore. It's like, no, you're, you don't need to be afraid to speak your opinion. No. Just don't be a dick. Exactly. That's, that's just you know, it. And that's one of the Carvana's uh, uh, slogans, right? So there, there's, there's like four or five slogans. And one of them is they, they say Richard, right? They say, don't be a Richard. <laughs> and they got a picture of Richard Nixon. Ah. Don't be a Richard. And the, and the owner will say, the reason why we say don't be a Richard is because it wasn't very business-like to say dick. Yep. So you don't be a dick. And, and so I come in, I'm like, well, my name is Richard. But uh, <laughs> since I can't be a Richard, I'll be Rick. Yeah, there okay, you go. Okay, that, that works. But, but the, the, that's, that's one of the, the, the slogans is don't be one. You know what? And a lot of people say, yeah, you got to be politically correct. It's like, you know... 
There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with I mean, what does politically correct really mean? Yeah, so so that, that's what it boils down to. Like, just don't be a dick. Like, it's Do not hard. To, yeah, it's not hard to not want to offend someone. Yeah. And if you do offend someone, understand their point of view and just say, dude, it was not my intention. Mm -hmm. And don't try to preface it. See, a lot of people try to go around that. So they'll say, well, no offense, but in other words, that means <laughs> prepare to be offended. Prepare to be offended. You know, it's, if you have to say no offense, then you probably shouldn't say it. Yeah. So, I mean, you're catching yourself you're at that already point. already catching yeah. yourself, right? So, you know, hey, if, if you don't, no, if you're going to offend somebody, it's probably not better just not to say it. And uh, one of the things that you did say is one of the most important things is le learn to recognize it and be better. Right. Like, I have seen friendships destroyed and, you know, family members not talk to each other just because they don't want to talk and work it out. Oh, you're always offended. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, no, let's learn and grow together. Correct. There is nothing wrong with saying I was wrong. You know, my bad. I you didn't know, know. I think we've lost it. My mom and dad taught me. She's, they said, look, there are three things that prove you're a man. One, you can take care of yourself. Physically, mentally, emotionally. He said, sometimes you might need a little bit of help with the emotionally because, you know, go get, so you get a partner. Yeah. But other than that, right, you take care of your business. Second of all, you need to be able to say you're sorry. Yes. That means you are owning what you do, what you say, who you are. If you can't say you're sorry for when you mess up, you, you know, hey, you, you're immature. Yep. You're not ready to do that. And, and it's a maturity level to say, hey, you know what? I said this. It, it, I was always on the other side, usually. And I've had this talk before where someone said something that did offend me. Mm -hmm. Or I thought they were unaware that what they were saying was offensive. And to me, it's tougher to say and bring that person over to the side, not call them out in yeah. front of everyone and say, hey, you know what? You said that and it bothered me. Nine times out of ten, the person didn't say it to offend you. They just didn't know. Yeah. And so the, the, it, to me, it took a little bit more guts for me to say, hey, you know what? I didn't think that was cool. I know you didn't want to say that to offend me, but, you know, hey. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times I let that go. And that's not good, too, because it kind of enables or emboldens. Yeah, because no one is telling them that. Know. No one is telling them. Yep. So, so by, by not doing that, they... Through no fault of their own, you know, right. they, right. they, they you grew up, you grew they up saying grew something up like saying those things uh, around people that say mm -hmm. those things and they don't know. But then as soon as someone says it, you know, if they're a good person, if they're not a dick, right? Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, dang, you know what? All right. Now, a lot of times people get offended that they offended something. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> what? You took offense to that? Yeah. Well, okay. So they did. So what are you going to do about it? Exactly. You're going to be a jerk and keep on saying it? Or you can say, hey, you know what? You know, I, I didn't mean to offend you and evaluate that what you're saying may not be cool. Yeah, that's it. That's all we ask. And so slowly, if everyone does that, we're, we're just going to like, like, like you said before, slowly, we will become a better world Please with that. Me. Now, the last thing I wanted to bring up with you and uh, the reason I brought up this, pa this past thing is that uh, what the way we closed out last year, not just with COVID, but with uh, one of our favorite players, Junior Flemings, had to go through everything that he did and uh, now has signed and is with the Legion, I believe. And looking through 
their social media, like they're even torn. Like, cause I went, to, cause I don't know anybody in the Legion, but I went to the the announcements and I went to all the replies, and they're torn, like half and half. Like, uh, you know what? I I don't agree with this. He shouldn't be here. Blah blah blah. And and that's, in my opinion, that's stupid because then you're closing the door on second right, opportunity. You know. You're not allowing someone to learn. Uh, and then the the other ones are like you know the opposite you know he people learn people whatever people need to get over it. I agree. What do you think? Junior needs the opportunity to grow, just like Rick had to. Yeah. Right. The coach learned. This is my opinion. I don't think coach he was caught on a hot mic, and that's why everybody came down on him. I don't think they came down on him correctly or fairly. He came into a situation and he was responding to a completely separate thing. What they caught him on Mike and for saying was not what they thought he was meaning. Yeah. But you know what? Rick showed how humble he was by saying, okay, you know what? I'll go through the process mm -hmm. and I will learn. To me, that man is, he's so high up on my, you know, idol list because of what he did. He didn't have to. I don't believe he was in the wrong because I don't think he did anything wrong. I think people assumed he did because they didn't look at the whole situation. Mm -hmm. But, okay, you know what? He took the high road and said, okay. Now, the flip side of that is Junior did not take the high road. He could have, and he chose not to. And the Phoenix Rising front office said, hey, look, you know what? It was determined that you did, and you're not going to wear our kit again. You know, this was the golden boot winner. Yep. This, and, and Phoenix Rising went out of their way to say, hey, you know what? Not only are we going to suspend our coach and kick out the number one player in the league from our team, we're going to give up home field advantage. Yeah. And, you know, that to me shows Phoenix Rising is bending over backward to show people, hey, you know what? We are open. We do understand this. They're celebrating Black History Month. Yep. Right? They celebrate, you know, L L LGBT Month. Uh, they, I call it Pride Month. Pride Month, yeah. They celebrate Hispanic Month in September. Yep. And, you know, they are. They're because all our communities, we're all in this together, which is another Carvana slogan. Yep. <laughs> we're all in this together. And it takes all of us to make this great fans, great team, all of it. And for those of you listening, uh, we, we are obviously Phoenix Rising fans, but we're not out here making excuses for the team. Like We are, we are right. saying that this was a situation. It was a situation the that two, Phoenix had to handle. Yep, two people who were involved took very different approaches to doing so. And us as fans, we admitted to, to, oh, yeah. we, to everything. We let like, them have it. We, you know, there were... A group of fans that said, hey, we need to fire Rick. Yeah, they were calling. They, they were calling for his head. And, I mean, this is a guy who could do no wrong. I mean, yeah, this guy, I mean, he took the team from Patrice, and he has taken us to, the, ever since he's been um, the head coach. We've always been to playoffs. We've been in the playoffs. We've been to the, uh, the Western Finals twice since he's been the coach. Yep. Um, won it twice. Won it twice. And... You know, hey, and we would have won the whole thing. I think so. <laughs> if we would have been, you know, I, I mean, hey, look, Tampa, you had a good team, but you needed to forfeit. You had enough players to field the team, and you didn't. Yeah. 
for um but i guess they're like oh it doesn't matter we're going to go to the super bowl anyway <laughs> all right and the stanley cup final and the world series <laughs> right huh? they're, just, they're taking they over they just everywhere. went everywhere didn't they <laughs> they didn't win the world series they did not win the world series they uh and they didn't win the stanley cup did no yes they did did they i don't think they won the stanley cup i might be wrong i could be I, wrong well, we'll, 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 we'll check on that. We'll have to check on that. And, and, and then and now this weekend's Super Bowl, Super Bowl is a, it's a coin flip. Oh, dude. What you got for that? Um, so I can tell you what my heart says. I can tell you what my wallet says. All right. My heart says I want Mahomes to have, be, you know, pass off the mantle to the next great quarterback. Okay. My wallet saying that Brady is just undeniably the quarterback of all time. I have a hard time saying that, but I mean, what he's he's been to the Super Bowl more than twice. The next two or three, I saw this graphic where like this will be his tenth, and they put a picture of a whole bunch of other teams combined that don't have as a franchise ten Super Bowl appearances between them. Sadly, the Cardinals are on that list with their one appearance. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, undeniably the goat. He is undeniably the goat. I, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I th- when someone says, name the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, I'm thinking Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, Joe Montana, Steve Young. You know, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, so I'm going to put McMahon in there, even though he's only got one. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, you know, but, you know, you can, all those guys still. Have nothing. Pale in comparison. They have nothing on this guy, and, 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 and for him to go to the Super Bowl means that it wasn't Belichick. Yep, definitely agree on that one. And so that that was a great. Uh, it wasn't a rivalry, but it's a great thing to watch unfold throughout the season. You know, you see the decline of one, the I don't know about rise, but maintaining mm-hmm. of another, and. I, I think he's going to take it. Everyone is talking about the passing of the torch, you know, passing of the mantle. But to do that, he would have to retire the next year. Now he's not going anywhere. Think Brady's going to retire? No, he's not. He's, he's going to keep coming back, especially especially if he wins. Like, if why not go it, for him? He'll be back. See, that, okay, so I can tell you one another thing that I want. Well, they've already announced that Aaron Rodgers is coming back for the Packers. I wish that he wouldn't. I wish that he would go to the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I want to stick it to the Green Bay Packers. Can't stand it. <laughs> you know what? We are together in that, too. So uh, watch, watching them get dismantled over, the, over this past weekend, I admit, it's a little bit of joy in me. Uh, you know, sorry, Max, out there. I know you suffered. I, uh, we, we watched that game, and, you know, he, he took his lumps. He took it like a man, you know, he... Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I I did take a little bit of joy in watching the Packers go down, and now I just I just want to finish finish it off with Tom Brady. Brady winning. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can handle that. I, I I I'm rooting for the Chiefs because I have a coworker and a colleague that have been Chiefs fans when they were you know barely you know making two three games winning. Two or three games, and they were still, you know, yeah, I respect. That's when tr- true fans are, and 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 they didn't even live there, right? One guy lived in Iowa, another guy lived out here. 
Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and they still was it was that? it a family thing or yes? Okay, in both cases. There we go. You know, their granddads and their dads brought them up on Chiefs. So I'm like, you know what? For those guys, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I'm a those two guys. All right, you know, li- living vicariously through them. That's you know, right. all right, that's right. I want. Them I can to see be that. Happy. All right, uh, Rick. I want to thank you for coming on. Any last thoughts this that you awesome. want to? I I appreciate this. This is awesome, and. Uh, we're going to have a great season. We are definitely going to have a great season. We're winning it all, right? Yes, we're we taking are. it all. We're, we're taking this all. We're t- COVID made us angry. Made us angry. And we're going to go back and take what was rightfully ours. Yes, sir. Thank you so much once again, Rick, for joining us. You are welcome back anytime. You Thank got you a so seat much. right here at this table. And uh, let's kick it back to the table over here at Sticks and Kicks. All right, so that was Rick Taylor, friend of the show. Rick, he he might be joining us a couple of episodes down the line. He has some stuff to take care of. He got some inside information. Y'all know how it is when you're when you're that well connected. It takes a while for me to actually get behind the mic, but he has said first interview done. He's gonna be having it right here on Sticks and Kicks. So we got kind of that inside information going. Gentlemen, it has been one fucking hell of a show, guys. We've been at it for I think longer than usual. It's been a monster episode. Uh, I've enjoyed every bit of it, and uh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and ask you guys if you guys have any final thoughts or any anything that we might have missed. I know we talked for hours here, uh, and I'm yeah. going I'm to kick it over to you, Jeremy. So what, what, you, what you got? What you got to end it all or to say bye to the people? Oh, man, no, uh, no, that, the, the end of the show, that, 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 end, that, uh, that Taylor interview was great, man. Uh, no, everything he had to say, everything he was talking about the, uh, you know, what, what they had to overcome for Phoenix rising very happened. I think everybody should check, check that out. And, uh, Hey, uh, uh yeah, I can't wait for the season. I, I think it's going to be good. I'm, I, I'm very happy for that. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, hope the Suns can go in and keep it going. That's, yes, that's what I got. Yes, hope the sun's keeping going. Hope Aiden go ahead and uh, going, and uh, everybody be who we want you to be. Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend, please. <laughs> yeah, do that for me. Enjoy it, Kenny. What do you got? Yeah, special thanks to Rick. A great interview. Uh, a lot of a lot of subjects that are tough to talk about, and it, it's just really cool that the first interview um, came on. It was just very transparent and and again a friend of the show and we hope to have him on again so thank you rick um yeah my final thoughts would be you know just uh you know arizona sports man like you know if 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 it weren't for degenerates like us that that kept this shit alive then what would arizona, <laughs> arizona sports be you know like there's not a lot to root for out here you know if you don't love um, me at, at three and 13 don't love me at four and 15 <laughs> exactly <laughs> Or whatever yeah, the math works out to. <laughs> it's called yeah, growth, exactly. buddy. Yeah, so, um, you know, again, uh, it's always great to get on here and, and, and talk sports with you guys, even though, like, we, we focus on Arizona sports, but we try to cover everybody, uh, make everybody happy, and, uh, and, 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 I'm, and I'm happy to, happy to be a part of it. So thank you, boys. Oh, definitely. And, uh, of course, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to be out here with me here on Sticks and Kicks. You guys can follow us on all platforms. If you guys listen to Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, whatever it may be, y'all can download our podcast there on Sticks and Kicks. Pornhub. If you, if you guys are uh, coming soon. <laughs> 
if if you guys are uh, are on iTunes, make sure you guys give us that five star review. Really helps us out of the channel. Really helps us grow and give you guys the best information in the best way we can. And uh, we try to keep it no limit here. We try to keep it the realest kind of. Uh, interviews that we can so we're not just you know biased like we said before uh so we we definitely try to do that uh big shout out to everyone and uh one final shout out they are they're not a sponsor a sponsor they're not paying us to do this but if you guys are around the downtown phoenix area you guys have, of course have known about film bar that is an institution here in downtown phoenix make sure you get guys give them some love they've been showing like the the old movies they've been showing some quality movies they've been showing some festival movies and a full bar right there it, it is a downtown treasure right now obviously they had to close their doors because of the whole pandemic thing everything that's been going on they recently reopened in an out, outside venue so you can go outside on a lawn chair watch a movie you know drink a pint you know get some soda get some popcorn if you guys have been missing that you know movie theater experience make sure you guys hit up film bar downtown just just to help them out they've been a big friend of red fury big fan of uh phoenix rising throughout their entire stay here so definitely Give them some love, and I want to thank them very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening to us. Make sure you guys follow along. We have been Sticks and Kicks. Guys, have a good Super Bowl.